0: Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Sunday League Show, brought to you by the down to play app.
1: Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now
0: on MatchHawk. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match, Matchark.
2: Keep it simple. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play.
0: Welcome to SELC Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, where we'll be bringing you all the news, reviews and interviews from Westfah, the OBD SFL. Southern Sunday, and the Quota Municipal Sunday Football League. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, at NJPGD, Bolden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC, and A-Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Player Packs, Bolden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, black eagle athlete arithmetic accountants and our shirt sponsors front of shirt sponsor is at njpgd let's get on with it welcome to self grassroots the podcast network that brings you the sunday league show this is the sunday league show episode 21 on tonight's show, I must say, guys, is a reduced time and reduced everything because <laughs> of the weather this weekend. Uh, but the running order will be Westfer, uh, the SFL, uh, Southern Sunday and Coyote Municipal. First up, that means if it's Westfa, it's Mr Gibbs. Gibbs, how are you doing?
2: Woohoo! The best. Always the best first, mate. <laughs> Westphar should be first every week.
0: Well, it, some leagues, the all around the league show, we do it in in alphabetical order, just so um not to show any favoritism, but um we usually do this on the order that I record it in, but I've mixed it up tonight just so people uh, can get to get to hear the introduction and all that because not everyone not everyone gets to hear it. How's great. it going? A, a tough weekend for fixtures on Westphal. Only only five games, uh, only five games surviving the great frost at the moment.
2: It was a bloody tough week, mate. To be fair, the freeze has killed us. It's just like the, the weather this uh, this season has just put an absolute dent in the, in the football, is not it? If it ain't the rain, it's the snow. If it ain't the snow, it's the freeze. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're just going around in one big circle.
0: It's tough. Um, but all the games I can see, uh, most of the games that were played yesterday uh, were were on, were on 3G. I
2: think there was one grass game yesterday that survived.
0: 3G, so showing the value of 3G pitches or 4G, whatever you want to call it, AstroTurf, whatever you want to call it, um, to the grassroots game at the moment. Let's have a look at the fixtures that did survive the big chill yesterday, um, or the last... Um,
2: (laughs) Spring Hill Blues yesterday. Uh, I must say that um, Omar out, do you know what I mean? He's hanging on by a thread,
0: mate. I spoke to him yesterday after the game and he said, oh, you know, we're building for next season. I thought you fucking won't be there, son.
2: Well, <laughs> I don't doubt him. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. But I'm sure Spring Hill Blues are building for next season, but Omar, yeah. come on, son.
2: They're building without you mate. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's on his way.
0: As long as it ain't Elliot in, that'll be the ultimate of disrespect to Omar, wouldn't
2: it? you got to think. Was Elliot actually doing a decent job behind the scenes back there? Was he yeah, controlling?
0: What is he developing?
2: Yeah, Paul, this is it. Since he's
0: left, there ain't no development of players, mate. All he's been, all I've seen him do is offer players out to other clubs.
2: Yeah, I did see that the other day. (laughs) All he's been developing is DJ skills and he's mixing
0: (laughs) things. Sadly, for Omar and the Spring Hill Blues boys, they did lose 3 1 to Sid Cup yesterday. Perhaps um, a bit of a predictable result. Sid Cup season uh, has been pretty good in Division 5. They're going to be there or thereabouts when it comes to. Uh, honors at the end of the season promotion definitely looking on but yeah uh spring united blues uh, their fair- tough tough year continues
2: it was a fair game in all fairness to be fair uh, it was, a, it, was two, <laughs> it was two it was 2-1 and then obviously spring uh sea uh, cup just got the third but it was 2-0 up sea cup but um in all fairness it was a it was a bit of a tough game um uh, no team openly like created too much to be fair they just cancelling each other out but uh, they they did take their chances to up and that. I think that was the difference. I think. what well, let's uh spring all down. Which I think it was just the final ball because they got into some really good positions. They had a, a winger, at number eleven, who was pretty quick, and they got a decent young lad in centre midfield. Yeah. They have got they have got some very young players, but they 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 looked alright to be fair. But give give Omar a bit of credit. They did look
0: alright. No, I can't give Omar any credit. No, nah. not giving c- him one bit of credit.
2: But he, did, he has got some young lads there. They do look all right, to be fair. They'll be all some right. James, I might be building for next season myself.
0: <laughs> in, the Pete, in the Pete Smith Memorial Cup, uh, Tarks welcomed Meridian Sports down to Sporting Club. Thamesmead on the 3G, obviously. Uh, and the Bull Tarks, that's more like it from them. Gibbs 3-0, they win this week against Meridian. Uh, Meridian's good start to the year, just starting to peter out in the Pete Smith Memorial Cup. Bull Tarks will be chuffed with that um, they've not seen games over the line uh, on too many occasions this week but that looks clinical
2: yeah they needed that as well I think um, Baltox because they've drawn a fair few games I think um, that's a big win for them but not only that a clean sheet as well so I think that's a good building block and for some we we expect a lot from talks, Um and I think they're, they're a victim of their own success so I think that um, I think hopefully you'd like to see them push on really and and, and, and win, win the trophy or and push themselves up the league, because I think that um, where they are in the league, it's not a true representation of them.
0: No, the potential there for, uh, for Bull Talks is, as I say, is definitely there uh, for the talks because uh, they can talk the team, can't they? they? They can back it up. They can back it up.
2: Yeah, and they've got the players definitely to back it up. They're a very good side.
0: Where do Meridian go from here? Their season seems to be falling off like last season uh, a very good start with some big results from meridian sports and we all wanted them to go on and push on because we thought what a good side they could potentially be a team of sort of big athletic kit blokes and um but it just they just can't seem to get that run going can they
2: no um they can't and that's a, they they did really well before christmas i don't know if something's halted them but I expect them to to come back stronger. I think this is just a minor blip. Maybe a couple of players that are injured or not being able to make it, and uh, we all know that sometimes those those can affect people and teams. So, but I think I think they'll come back, uh, Meridian. It's a massive improvement for, for them this season from where they was uh, last season. So we, we hope so.
0: We hope so. Don't forget making the jump into the Prem not so long ago. Last season was the finding their feet, uh, and we do hope that they can. Uh, get back to winning ways. Uh, good set of lads. Uh, in the Alliance Cup, uh, Bexley Wanderers, their season goes from bad to worse. This week they lose 4-0 to New Park. Perhaps not a massive surprise result. New Park beaten last week by but they beat him last week by Barnhurst. Did they play Barnhurst recently?
2: Yeah, lost
0: 4-2. They lost 4-2 to Barnhurst. Uh Back to winning ways for, for New Park. 4-0 against Bexley Wanderers. Uh, and again, Gibbs, a team in Bexley Wanderers who have been struggling this season, meeting a team in New Park who seem up for it every single game, regardless of who they play. Um, as a big ask for Bexley Wanderers, but New Park, they've got to be up there as favourites for that cup.
2: Mate, you'd expect New Park to kind of run away with their division, if I'm being honest. I can't see anyone stopping them from winning that team. Um, And I'll, I, after we played them, I said to them, i will be very surprised if you guys ain't in a cup final and winning a cup this year, because they're a very solid team, you know. I mean, and I know they've lost to the Barnets, but they've 4-2. It's no, no disgrace the way Barnetts are playing this year. They've held, they've held their own, do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
2: I think that um, New Park have got a lot to be uh, proud of this season and a lot of uh, the way they've built, uh, built and the results they've had. And uh, I expect to see them f- um, doing really well, um, even for the next couple of seasons. I think that they could definitely test themselves in higher, in higher leagues and compete, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, a good win for New Park. Uh, that's not undervalue. A 4 0 win. Bexley Wanderers, are struggling side this year, but um, New Park still had to do a job, and they did that well, on chaps, into the next round of the Alliance Cup. Um, I'm going to save this next one till last. So we'll go to the Mike Strong Memorial Cup. Uh, that's the Silk um, sponsored uh, cup in name of um, a friend of lots of players who played in who play in the Silk Eleven, uh, Mike Strong. Uh, This one put together the Bosco and Royal Oak, uh, Royal Oak Gibbs, 4-1, job done, 2-0 at halftime, won the second half 2-1. This is the Royal Oak we're expecting that are showing up this season. It took them last year to find their feet, bring those new players in, uh, get them uh, settled in the team and get them settled as a club. Um, But they've done that now and it's hard to see anyone stopping them at that level.
2: Yeah, they're, they're very comfortable, aren't they, at the minute, Royal Oak, and they're going along nice, they've had some good wins, they've had some big wins as well, obviously, we you know, when they beat uh, Battle Cruisers, who were a good side this season, yeah. um, so th- th- it's going to take a good team to stop them, to be fair, and I think that's two semi-finals I saw for them, so you'd be surprised if they're not in a final this year as well, so lots of good, good teams, maybe, in Divisions 5 and 6, that we don't um, necessarily probably give the credit to, to be honest, that they deserve, but... Mm. They've done really well, Royal look, compared to where they was last season.
0: They yeah, have absolutely um I've asked the question of everyone before we've moved on to the predictions. Uh we've heard uh, we'll hear later on in the podcast potentially of double bankers uh, rearing their heads. Um is that happening with, with West for now? Are we are we looking at double bankers from from now?
2: Um, I think when we can get games in by all means, I think um. There's a few double bankers this week in Wester. I think there's five or six already this week. Yeah, But we don't necessarily normally see them this early in the season. But I think just due to the weather, it's been like a season uh, that we've not heard of before, to be fair. As we said earlier, was the weather. So I think when you do get a chance for double bankers, I mean, I think you've got to take them now because you don't know what the weather's going to be like next week or the week after, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you get a double banker, and it's like clawing back a Sunday, isn't it, really? You're getting one back, so... I know the games are an hour instead of 90 minutes, but yeah. it's, uh, to be fair, if you want to finish the season, I think it's something that you have to do.
0: I think so too. It's an extra half an hour clawing back uh, a week uh, and making space for these cup fixtures that, um, you know, Westfow are known for uh, putting on a lot of cup competitions, whether you think that's wrong or whether you think that's right, it doesn't really matter. Um, but the weeks are running out. And double bankers are a must. They're, they're yeah, absolute yeah. must now.
2: I think it's a good thing, and not only that, we've all had such a lack of football that, like a double bankery, right? it gives you a chance to even bring more than your sixteen players if you can, because you, you've got two games there, so you can give yeah. everyone a football. Do you know what I mean? You yep. can you can recoup a bit of money back into your club. Um, everyone's playing football, like there's points up for grabs. I don't understand what the problem is, to be honest. No, I don't.
0: I don't either. Even the refs get paid. Even the refs get paid more.
2: Yeah, so it's it's kind of. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so. The league wins because getting two games out of the way, the, the potentially a team, the teams win by getting, uh, as you say, trying more players out. You can bring twenty-two players to a, to a match day, can't you? And play two different 11s if you wanted to. You um, can.
2: You can that you've not that you've not got. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, right, so let's have a look at the predictions for next week uh, on Sunday, the 29th of January. I'll just read through the games. Uh, we've just lost Gibbs slightly. I'm sure he'll be back. So we'll, we'll get into, we'll chat with Gibbs when he comes back to the call. Uh, game one is New Park against Ball Tark, so That's obviously um, a cup game. Uh, Barker against Burridge Blues is game two. Rosencrown against Spring Hill Blues bringing together two um, rivals uh, remember, um, Omar famously said, "Fuck Damo on the podcast. Uh, that, that them two teams are brought back together this week. Uh, Gibbs is back with us now after a little technical hitch. Uh, and Neldin- did, blame,
2: blame Tony Rawlins. He's called me and I've gone to press the wrong button and I've answered his call. I said, "Wait, <laughs> fuck off." I mean?
0: He'll be listening. You just give him a name check, so he'll he'll tag it and tag uh, it. In yeah, he
2: loves it, doesn't
0: he? Grassroots goals or something will get tagged, won't it? Yeah, he's, he's uh he loves it. To be
2: fair, he, he, he'll be tagging Sky Sports Soccer AM. His his parents look. I've got a shout out. Do you know what I mean? You know what
0: he's like. Uh, Mildeen into Belvedere, uh, the last of the four games we'll be looking at today. Gibbs, um, I've just said first up this week is um, New Park against Baltarks. Both teams winning this weekend. Uh, I forget what league New Park are in. Are they Division Four?
2: uh three
0: division 3 they are division yeah. 3 uh so yeah. uh, new park season so far uh looks like this um four games played in the league three wins uh, and one loss uh, that's an 18 game season so new park still have 14 games in the league to play uh, this week it's a cup game for them nine points uh from 12 is a good return for new park their last few games uh, on the pitch we won't count any um, walk over to anything in any of these. Um, a 4 0 win against Bexley Wanderers on the twenty-second of January last uh, last week um, was a good win. A four-two a defeat to Barns, no shame in that at all for the New Park boys. Uh, but a really good um, result for them. A 2 0 win over South East Athletic Maroon, a team Gibbs shouted as as uh, a top side. They played them in pre-season. New Park saw them off 2 0 in the Alliance Cup in the last round before. Bexley Wanderers. Um, so clearly, New Park um, are a team not to be uh, overlooked. Jack Carthy is their top man, nine in eight. Charlie Wilson as nine in ten. Uh, Harvey Brinkley six in twelve. Dan Brooks five in eleven. Johnny Wright, you can't do anything wrong at the minute. Four in twelve. Samuel Wells two in nine. And uh, Mike Clark one in twelve. Lots of players there uh, have played a lot of games for New Park. Clearly, a bunch of players gives you turn up week in and week out uh, and there's some good numbers there three of their players uh, for four of their players have scored five or more uh, in in 11 12 games there's good numbers for them
2: yeah and they don't they don't concede much to be honest their last couple of games obviously a 4-0 and a 2-0 but they score goals they're well organized and they've got a a real good team bond and a a, a good uh, togetherness down there and like I said earlier, I'd be very surprised if they don't um, make a cup final win the league. I think I think you'll definitely see them with some trophies by the end of the season. And that's no disrespect to anyone else in the league because there's some good sides in that league. But I just think that they're playing really well, New Park, to be fair. And um, when you're full of confidence and you're, you're playing well and you've got that togetherness, it is, you You just have that belief in the team that no one can beat you.
0: Absolutely. This game is a dual shield game, don't forget. So they play... And this is an open cup, so anyone can place face anyone. Baltarks are their opposition after that excellent win on Sunday uh, against Meridian? Baltux season in the league, though, uh, it's not great reading. Four, fourth in the in the league, five games played, no wins yet this season. Uh, one of three, one of four teams in uh, the prem division yet to win a game. Uh, Baltux have drawn four and lost one with a minus one goal difference. And four points. Strange to see that table looking like that. Uh, it's just got so much time to to sort itself out. Um, we're running out of it though. Baltics last game a three 0 win uh, against Meridian. Uh, probably the standout result of their season so far. Uh, and before that, a 0-0 draw against Mildean and a three all draw against Mildene. Uh, right back at the end and beginning at the end of November and the beginning of December. Uh, not much football played uh, an abandoned game uh, a few weeks ago. The uh, we other performance, but we'll gloss over that as quickly as possible. Deo Santana is their top man with five in ten. Uh, Luis Aduku, uh, good little player, four in eight for Lewis. Adam Dosso, three in ten. Uh, Marvis uh, Ogbemudia has three in eight. Uh, Jake Lovell, two in three. Uh, Michael Philip uh, Ogbugu has two in three. Elliot Saunders two in ten uh, Mishak Stanek Stewart has two in four uh, Nartil, Nartel, Michael Norris, uh, Ole Inka, uh, Mirasiku Mirisik- uh, and Billy all have individual goals <laughs> for the Bulltarks. <laughs> sometimes you're pleased with an easy name to to pronounce every now and again. um Gibbs um this is a big game for Talks traveling over to. Pro uh, Rugby Club on familiar surface with the 3G. Um, for me, that levels any sort of playing field in terms of surface difference. Sometimes uh, teams find the 3G hard to play on if they don't play on it um, very often. Um, but this is a level playing field for um, for New Park and Ball Tarks. Uh This is a really good game, but do you think the level difference and that big win against Meridian this weekend just gets it over the line for Baltarx?
2: I don't know, because um, uh, Ball um, sorry, Balltarks results have been a little uh, up and down. Obviously with the do- draws to Mildene. Um and then obviously they've had they've had a good win. But I don't know. New Park have obviously been playing a lot more um, consistently. Um, do you know what? I think there might be an upset. You know? Do you? Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I've I've given New Park uh back them a lot to be fair. Um do you know what? I think new I'm gonna back New Park free two.
0: Cool. That's a big I'm shout. Gonna, it's a big I'm shout. I'm gonna
2: stick it out there. Do you know what I mean? I can't got say that they're a good side and then go against them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick to it and I'm gonna go three two.
0: You've got a couple of points on me now on the predictions, so you can afford a little bit of uh, showboating. and I'm I'm God, this could be a draw. It's gonna be a war. Whatever happens, both teams will fancy this. Um, It'll be,
2: right. be a cracking game. I think it would be close though. But, but I'm
0: yeah. gonna, oh, I'm gonna go two one to Baltics. But Ooh. yeah, I, it could be any. This could be anything. This game penalties wouldn't surprise you either. The way Baltarks are playing, um, yeah, what a game. Good luck to both teams. Uh, next one is uh, two teams from Division One. Uh, one team currently. Uh, Second and one team. Third, uh, these two teams are Burridge Blues uh, and Barker. Barker are the home team uh, in this one. This is a Division 1 fixture. Barker's form of late dropped off a little bit. They are second. Six games played, four wins and a draw and one loss. Uh, A a goal difference of nine. 13 points from 18 for Barker. Uh, They play Burridge Blues uh, flawless in the league and having a really good season overall. Um, four games played, four wins, a plus nineteen goal difference, uh, and twelve points. The return for four wins doesn't get any better than that uh, for the Burridge Boys. Barker's last few games: uh, a four-all draw with Hartford in the league, a one-nil loss to Abbeymead in the league, uh, and a five-one defeat to Beacons in the Jewish Shield. Not good reading for Barker fans, actually. You've got to go back till the 9th of October to find a Barker win in in Westford competitions, Gibbs. This is not the Barker um, that we know. What's happened to them? Oh,
2: definitely not. Was, that's, that's quite a shocking st- statistic here, to be fair. I didn't, uh, didn't realise
0: that. They're um, still doing well in the league, but I mean, yeah, shocking form for the boys. They started really strongly, but it's it's, it's falling off badly.
2: Yeah, I mean I watched um Burrage yesterday against Red Velvet and they held they held their own uh Burrage. There was they wasn't overruled or nothing, but I just uh like, they wasn't overrun. I just think that uh I- they lacked a little bit a lot of their shooting was from distance to be fair. Um Danny Phillips got their goal, nice finish on the edge of the box, uh posting in. Uh it's it's a tough one to call that one, you know. Um I think it just depends. Uh, Burrage, Burrage settle. Uh It was a big pitch yesterday. It's on that big Astro at, at Meridian.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, but but as I say, Burrage held their own. They knocked the ball out about well. Um, created space. They just, have, they just have lacked a little bit up front for me yesterday. But hmm, it's a tough one. How are you going to go? I'll,
0: I'm going to go you. through. I'm going to have a look at the goal scorers and all that first. Dexter Lovely has eight in six. Tom Hefford has five in nine. James Elms, three in eight. Thomas Devaney, three in nine. Jacob Brown, two in eight. Matty Dayton has two in nine. Uh, Tyrese John-Blake, two in one. Um, two, uh, two in six, sorry. Matthew Barber Street has one in five. Josh, James and Joshua also with the individual goals for Barker. Uh, the Burridge Blues returns their last few games. As Gibbs was just saying, they did lose yesterday. Uh, in the Plumstead Challenge Cup against Red Velvet. No shame there. We all know what a top team Red Velvet are uh, when they do actually get to play football. Um, They lost to Westrum from OBDSFL the week before that. I think the squad was affected by uh, absentees. 3-1, the loss there. Uh, And 4-3, they beat Hatcham from the OBDSFL Senior the week before that in the same competition. It's been a good year for Burridge. Um they'll be disappointed with that defeat weekend just gone. Patrick Brennan is their top man 12 and 6. Terry Stark has 6 in 8. Jack Clark 4 in 6. Richard Atreidge has 4 in 7. Danny Phillips as Gibbs just said 4 in 9. I don't know if that includes the one from yesterday. Camille Burt four, uh, 3 in 6. Jack Alderson 2 in 7. Matthew Barker, 2 in 3. Ricky Hepburn 2 in 2. Uh, Adam and John both with individual goals for Burridge Blues it is tough to call this one Gibbs. there's nothing really in it uh, other than uh, looking at the form in the league burridge blues unbeaten and fc barker their form falling off the face of a cliff not won a game for nearly two months mm-hmm. i'm going to go for i'm going for burridge on this one but um barker have got a chance if they can if they can play to their levels they will have a chance but they've not been getting they've not been getting to 100% for a while i'm going to go 3-1 to i'm going to go 3-1 to burridge
2: what I would say is it's a 12.30 kick-off. Okay. And Borger used to get having 10.30 kick-offs. So, will it will it, uh, give them a difference on players' player availability? It um might do. Might be better. Would that play into Barker's hands? I don't know. Um, It's quite good for the old points, isn't it, if we go? Do you know what? I think... Uh, I'm going to
0: say 2 2. 2 0. Prediction Ooh. from Gibbs. Could easily be a draw, couldn't it? Yeah. Game three is the division. The old rivalry. The, the old fuck rivalry. demo derby. <laughs> the fuck demo derby. Uh, Spring United Blues against uh, Rosen Crown. Uh, Rosen Crown, the home team. Uh, Springhill Blues, the away team. Crown fourth after five games. They played four, lost one with a plus 12 goal difference and 12 points. Springhill Blues, Omar clinging on to his job by his fingernails. Eight games played, uh, eight wins, four losses and a plus three goal difference. Crown's last few. Um, after a one-all draw, they beat Foresters on pens in a for Shield. Uh, before that, an impressive one-nil win against the very good and sharky Newcastle Rovers' reserves. Uh, the game before that, on the at the beginning of December, was a two-one win against Hartford Athletic Blues. The top goal scorers for Rosen Crown: uh, Levi Lambert uh, eight in eleven, Richard Butler has four in eleven, Joe Elliott two in six, Steve Hayes two in two, Damian Howe has two in twelve. Damien getting stuck in. Sid Huckett, um, two in nine, uh, Rion Thomas two in four, Connor Thumwood. Uh, two in eight, uh, Beckham, Mark, Lewis, Jace, Nathan, Jamie uh, and Jake with individual goals. Fifteen different scorers for Rose and Crown showing the club. Everyone's um, notching in and getting involved with helping the boys along. A good season on their return to Westphal. Uh, Springle Blues, their last few, a 3-1 defeat this weekend against Sid Cup. Um, a two-all draw in the leader trophy with Foresters looks like a good result sadly the words went out on penalties to the Foresters uh, and before that in division 5 on the 4th of december a 5-0 defeat against Greenwich Hotshots for the Spring Hill Blues their top goal scorers Dominic Ryan 12 and 6 Thomas Marshall 6 and 8 Carl Frith 5 in 9 Vaughn Davis has 3 in 8 Thomas Brown 2 in 8 Cameron Hardy 2 in 12 uh, Fritz Toms... Kian, Jamie, Matthew, Jack all have individual goals for Spring Hill Blues, 12 individual goal scorers for the Spring Hill boys. Gibbs, we've formed the way it is for Spring Hill. Uh, it's not been a great time for them the last uh, few months on the pitch. No, they've not played that much football, but uh, they're losing uh, games and losing games regularly. Heros and Crown seem to have a good thing going at the moment. Uh, in the Damo Derby, uh, who are you going for?
2: The demo derby, mate. It's the fuck demo derby.
0: It's <laughs> the fuck demo derby. <laughs>
2: um do you know what? In in derbies, I mean form goes out the window. Yeah. Uh Omar is not gonna want to lose this one. And if he does, um Jace might have him up in the in uh in the boardroom uh Monday morning. <laughs> so it could be uh could be a we ain't seen a
0: vote of confidence come out yet, have we?
2: No, it could be a it could be a I think <laughs> Rose and Crown for me will uh will come away with the win um just cuz i think spring year, i've got a few younger players still finding their feet in sunday football i think um i think that might be the difference in this game i think cuz omar had a couple of uh, uh he had a 16 year old um centre midfielder playing yesterday so we're good really good technically and a nice nice on the ball but i think if you're playing uh, with someone with a bit more experience i'm not sure if that might um that might be the difference. Okay. Uh,
0: what are you going for? Oh,
2: I'm not part of the Omar Out Brigade, but I think Rosencrown free one.
0: Free one, yeah. Josh seemed to be Josh seemed to be getting involved with the Omar out stuff last night, didn't he? Yeah. On someone shat,
2: someone someone actually shouted it down the touchline yesterday to Omar.
0: <laughs> Did they fucking, really?
2: Yeah, fucking liberties, isn't it?
0: Oh, that is bad. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, uh, acknowledged, he
2: acknowledged it though, and he actually
0: waves. Nah, he takes it all in his stride. Uh, he loves he loves Westfer and he loves his club, so he's, he'll just take it all in his stride. He's, he's oh, a Newcastle fan, so he can take a bit of banter. Oh, um,
2: boy, I'm used
0: to not winning them. Two one, I'm going to go for rosen uh Crown, Springall Blues uh, to lose that one for me. But yeah, I'm I'm not in the Omar Out um, Brigade. Anyone you who didn't say that off
2: air. You said he's got to leave.
0: <laughs> I didn't I don't talk about that. Um the fourth game, the last <laughs> but not least, I think they tried to get it this game played this weekend, but no luck. Uh Mildene taking on Inter Belvedere. Uh two teams with uh contrasting uh seasons really. This
2: We've game's run. been in a game of the week about eight times.
0: Yeah, we can't we can't get this game played, can we? Uh are seventh in the prem. Five games played, no wins for Mildeen, but two draws and three losses are on the cards for them. Uh, minus six goal difference and two points from five games. Uh, Mildeen's last few games have been a 0 0 draw with Baltarks, a three all draw with Baltarks, and they were handed a 4 0 pasting on the 13th of November, Two. Uh, their goals scorers this season, uh, Cake Clement has four in eight. Uh, Brandon Campbell has one goal. Imani, Keanu, uh, Ricardo McKenzie, Jayseth all have individual goals. Gibbs, if anything, puts a picture as to why Mildeen might be struggling this season. Um, it's pretty clear uh, their goals are the problem. Only seven goal scorers for Mildeen all season and only one player has scored uh, two or more goals for him.
2: Yeah, I think that that's been their problem all season is uh getting goals and then I think obviously if you got that kind of uh not mindset but if that happens in your team when you go a goal down or something you kind of realize if we're not going to yeah, score, you go str- yeah yeah we're struggling already so but fair play to me you know they've stuck at it they've not they've not uh dropped out of any games that they're no. giving it a go um this is i think this is just going to be a tough game from think mean, the Belvedere scored bags of goals didn't they um
0: Let's have a look. Seven games played in the senior division. Uh, Five wins, a draw and a loss, plus eight goal difference. Let's have a look at the the all all goals scored this season in the league, 22 in seven. So they're averaging three goals a game in the league Uh, in the last few games. They beat Jam on penalties, 5-4 after a one-all draw uh, at full time. They beat Crayford Arrows, a rival, don't forget, in that um, senior division uh, title chase. 3-1 they won there and 6-3 they won. At the beginning of December, I refereed this one, one six three against Falconwood Sundays. Uh, they have scored ten goals in their last three games, all against senior or prem division uh, opposition. Um, and yeah, they're having a great, great season. They're their top goal scorers: uh, Ryan Singh, fifteen and nine; Liam Williams, ten in eleven. Two of the best forward players you would see any in any team uh, in Westfield and Sunday League football. Five and eleven. For Sam Castle, Sonny Hurd, four in ten. James Anthony, one goal. Mark Antoine has one in three. Uh, Thomas, Ryan and Kieran, also individual goals. Nine goal scorers, not a lot uh, of of, uh, individual scorers, but you can see when you've got players like Ryan and Liam uh, hitting double figures so early in the season, Gibbs, um, that that they're a force to be reckoned with.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely a good side. And we've given them nothing but praise Every week, haven't we? To be fair, um, as Jamie from the Soke Eleven scored for me?
0: He said he had the other, but he's a he's a known liar, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see if I can see him on the list. Yeah, he's a uh, top bloke. He's a really, really nice bloke. I, I can't see, I can't see him as a, as a goal scorer.
2: What position does he play? Uh, Lino. Oh, <laughs> I can't even see him on the list. Is he advertised their inter Belvedere, in the Belvedere tracksuit, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't even see him on the list. Maybe he's been playing as a, maybe he's been playing as a, uh, as a ringer for all this season or for all season. Who knows? Nah,
2: he's a good guy, Jamie, and they're they're a good team in the Belvedere. Um, and to to be honest, I can only see this game going. One way, just just due to the, the the form and the the confidence and the way that Belvedere are playing, in, in it's such a contrast to how things are going for Milding, which is yep. um, which is um it's not nice. But they've, I mean they they stepped up Milding, didn't they? They took the challenge of the Prem. Um,
0: Milding have done to the Prem what Belvedere have done to the senior. So you got to praise Milding for that. But they've then yeah. Milding on the team to. Chuck the hat in either and and uh, fold, um. So they're they're taking their their, you know, they're taking beatings or not winning very many games, but they have done an admirable thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not nice to say, but I, I'm going to say Inter Belvedere three 0 three. Because I think they're very well organised at the back, Inter Belvedere and Mildeen don't score a lot of goals, so it's hard to justify a case that that Mildene will get. Get a goal or two if they if, like, if they do and make a game of it, f- fair play and I wish them all the best. You know what I
0: mean? Mm. I'm gonna go 3 1. I can see an Inter Belvedere win 3 1 to Inter Belvedere is my pick. Uh, yeah, it's just so tough to see anything from Ildina out of this one. Um, every, everything's pointing towards uh, an Inter Belvedere uh, win, and that's not that. What I that, that won't be a, an upset at all. I don't think many everyone's expecting, uh. Interval of Deer to go through in the Pete Smith, uh, the only thing that will, that will be a surprise is if the game's actually on because it's meant to be at Eltham Town. No game seems to get played there at the moment. Uh, uh, well,
2: looking at the weather, hopefully we should have a full, no,
0: full fixture so. this weekend. I really hope so. Uh, let's have a look at the fixtures uh, for this, this particular week. The 29th of January, let's have a look through the standout games in the senior division. Uh, we've got lots of games planned. A double banker between Elton Rovers uh, and Blackfen and Irith could really kickstart both teams' seasons, uh, which it has to be said uh, has been a bit of a slow start for each rising talents against Forza. Another double banker on the cards in the senior. Well done to Westfar. For getting those on uh, in the King of Arts Media Productions, Division one, the sixth best division. The second best division. Hill against uh, Woolwich Royals, throwing up another classic game uh, for Westville fans from Division one. Every game in this division is fantastic. And Barker Burridge, we've already spoken about in Division two. A double banker for Peckham Riot against Borden Sports. Gibbs, you gotta get it done at Bellingham Leisure. Uh, hopefully it's good it's good ground over there for drainage and that that should be on, shouldn't it?
2: Yeah, it should be, to be fair. I don't I think we're only due rain on Wednesday. So yeah. um we should be we should be all good for fixtures this week. Um I'm pretty certain. But yeah, tough game against Borden. there. Uh, we're the only they them and us are the only unbeaten teams in the league. So um in a double banker you gotta think both of our O's might go or one might go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be, be a tough game.
0: A few double bankers in the league. Falconwood Adidas is a double banker. What a banker. double
2: banker that is. What a double that's banker. That's a
0: real good game. That's going to be end to end. Good luck to the boys there with the extra half that an hour. Is is, yeah.
2: Absolute stonker of a double yeah, banker. That's That's
0: brilliant. Um, And Advent Mighty Royals against Elmstead Knights. Another double banker again. Well done to uh, Westfer In the Mark Dolby uh, D- Foundation Division 3. Uh, Spring Old Fortronians, a good game. Uh, 69ers Bexley Heath is a good game Thamesmead Town play Highfield in Division 4 double uh, not,
2: banker
0: is that a double banker as well
2: so uh, double t- Tommy tanker. <laughs> <what> I mean?
0: <laughs> good luck you could see Thamesmead maybe getting something there out of the two games uh, they've been unlucky they felt this season uh, so they may nick something Hacienda Reserves against South Ballers uh, is a long is a long uh, couple of hours for um, Hacienda Reserves it must be said uh, in Division 5, uh, Rosen Crown, Spring Hill, uh, we've already spoke about. Uh, but let's have a look. Uh, Sid Cup against Bexley Knights uh, is a lot to ask of Bexley Knights against the top side in Sid Cup. Um, and Hartford Blues against Intercross. Both teams will fancy three points in that one. Probably the top game in Division 5 uh, on Sunday. Foresters against New Cross Rovers reserves down at Crofton Albion. Is a great little game uh, in the best division, the Celt Grassroots Podcast Network Division Six. The <laughs> best division, the best division. A lot being asked of JJ uh, as they play Royal Oak uh, at Martinham in a double banker. At Royal Oak dispatching of JJ earlier in the season in a cup game. I seem to remember, uh, I think it was double figures. Um, JJ, uh, they may nick a point or two or three, should I say, uh, out of that double banker in that second game. Stranger things have happened. Uh, Bexley Village vets and their unbeaten run. Uh, They'll be looking for that to continue against the struggling AFC sport in Greenwich. Uh, Chimera Reserves play Greenwich Challenge vets unless Cabras take on the Greenwich Battle Cruisers. Uh, And don't forget, if you mention Selk and you go to the grassroots graphics, (laughs) you get a (laughs) 50% discount according to Gibbs.
2: Uh, I didn't say it this week. It's only a one-week
0: offer. (laughs) It's a one-week offer. Uh, And the London Challenge Cup Jam take on Rocker from the Super League. Good luck to Jam, Phil, and all the boys over there uh, taking on uh, that elite league. Rocker sitting bottom of the Super League. Uh, We wish Jam all the best. In the Kent Sunday Premier Cup, Hatcham from the Super League take on uh, Market Hotel. I don't know why that's on there. Glebe take on Barnhurst in what is the best game of the day anywhere in Sunday League football. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, That's going to be a fantastic fixture. Hopefully the pitch at Glebe holds up and that one can get played. Um, let's have a look through. Danson Albion go against Borden Sports A again in the Jewish Shield. That's a great game. Uh, junior That's Reds yeah. Athletic
2: Old Sunday League game yeah, that, will. that will
0: that will be brilliant. Um, the the weather and the all the wet and all that will just play into that game being absolutely superb. Uh, but Junior Reds Athletic take on Erith and Belvedere in an interesting game. Kingsford against Hartford in the Jewish Shield brings two teams together. Who have had, who have shared many a battle? Uh, Meridian Sports taking on Eltham Lions in the Plumpty Challenge Cup is a real good game. That'll be all blood, guts, and thunder in that one as well. Good luck to both teams. Uh, Red Velvet look look to play two weeks two weeks on the spin for such a long for the first time in forever uh, against Southwark Dynamos. That could be a long day for the boys at Southwark if that one gets played. And um, we've spoken about Milden and Inter Belvedere. That's a top top game in the in the in the Challenge Cup. Spartans from the Queda Municipal Prem take on Crayford Arrows from the Senior Division over at Coney okay. Hall. Really top. good game, really good game. And last but not least, let's do the Tudor Sports Rangers game against Chimera. Two teams looking to start their season and do well in the Fred Jolly Memorial. Gibbs, a double banker for you. The first one of the season, you'll be leaning on the lads um, to turn up. Uh, and put on a put on a show this week against the other unbeaten team in Division Two. Uh, as the squad looking,
2: uh, I think we've got a few injuries and a few away, so I think we're down to twelve. <laughs> uh, that's
4: funny? What's <laughs> funny?
0: I never know if you're telling the truth or not. I, it it seems bollocks, and I'll let I'll let the Silk uh, listeners decide.
2: Wheat dog, come on,
0: man. <laughs> you should put
2: that out to the vote. Am I talking bollocks or am I not? Yeah, oh, we'll long. do that.
0: We'll do that. Uh we'll do that tomorrow morning. Uh when the podcast's out. Um, but Gibbs, yeah, um, six points at stake. You've not played many league games. I wish you all the best in that one uh on Sunday. Um, it's we good. like we like the ball boys as well, but um yeah, good luck on Sunday. Hopefully we're talking about a lot more games uh, next uh, next Monday on the podcast. We
2: might actually get a, a good long podcast in like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we haven't for ages.
0: No, we haven't, have we? It's been a no. we've been dragging it out. But yeah, hopefully we've got most of these games to talk about uh, next week. All the best, mate.
2: Cheers, mate. Take care. See you, mate.
0: Next up is Jamie and the OBD SFL uh as we said on the introduction and throughout all the sections um massively reduced fixtures uh this week only four OBD SFL games making it uh yesterday sunday the 22nd of january Jamie how you doing
4: i'm good it's a, a short and sweet section this week just like my poll so <laughs>
0: <laughs> not but so sweet
4: we're, we're, we're still here for the eight teams that managed to play and that's what matters
0: Yeah, and, and, and a disappointing track to, uh Footscray or New Elton for you yesterday uh, to get over to Footscray uh, rugby club just for your game to be called off
4: yeah we left it as late as possible to leave to get there and in the hope that maybe a sensible decision would be made in the end that was left for when the referee arrived so officially postponed about quarter to ten or something which obviously fucking Ray Charles could have seen that the game couldn't go ahead so yeah.
0: it is what it is it is what it is um, as we said on social media yesterday I think I think venues have to take a little bit more heat Uh, the, the the problem you've got sometimes I think is if you're dragging a referee there to make the decision sometimes a referee will just say well if I'm here I'll just play the game regardless potentially of how yeah. safe or unsafe the pitch is, and the best decisions aren't made on that basis, are they?
4: No, um, yeah. And if there's going to be someone there in the morning, he'd be opening up a venue anyway. Like they, surely they can make a call. No, you would think, think so, so, but I, think
0: so. I will. I mean, collectively, it's cost Greenwich Mariners and your opposition yesterday hundreds of pounds potentially to for for the, a group of people to make their way to. To the ground, it can be avoided so easily. It's frustrating. It is,
4: but we move.
0: We do, we move. Let's get into the results from yesterday. Uh, a Division 3 game, two Division 4 games and a Jack Stand and Cup fixture were played. Uh, some big results still, uh, but only the four results. So, yes, Jamie said, his uh, his sweet little pole uh, stayed <laughs> away yesterday. Stayed, <laughs> stayed away. It's cold, right? <laughs> In Division 3. Uh, Crayway, um, we said um, they would be back, and they're proven to be Crayway three, Crayford Arrows reserves. Neil Crayway uh beaten, uh, beat bottom team, Crayford Arrows reserves, and that's a lot more like it from the boys.
4: I think everybody predicted a Crayway win for that one, even on the extra show, didn't they? Yep. Um, but nobody went for three nil, I went three one. Couldn't obviously give away a goal for me. Nah, that's unfortunate. But much more like it from Crewe. Um, Kifodaro's reserves not at it at all, and um, compared to previous seasons. But yeah, they'll they'll need to get it sorted. But it was yeah, two teams who agreed for a later kick off, and they paid off for them. Obviously, wherever that is they play, I think it's Bexley somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. Bexley. FC, they managed yeah. to get microclimate or something (laughs) like they've got a few extra degrees and it thawed out so credit to them for getting the game on that'll be both of them in the the good books for the fixture secretary but yeah a a routine win for Crayway I think really
0: yeah it's looking that way Crayford Arrows reserves are not the same team we've seen Uh, from yesteryear this season they are struggling but Crayway um, after a couple of dodgy results just look to be uh, getting back to some form well done chaps Uh, in the fourth division or Division 4 even, Uh, FC Deptford lose 3-2 to Broccoli Reserves, a much better Broccoli Reserves this year. 3-2 is tight, um, but they won't care. A win is a win. Uh, FC Deptford, Jamie, looking a bit more robust this season. Some of the results we've seen um, have been uh, impressive. uh, And and when they've lost, they've not necessarily lost heavily. Uh, So they may be encouraged by this result uh, against the Broccoli side who have been around the OBDSFL for for a, a good few years now.
4: Yeah, and we, we don't know. Maybe there was a few first team players got to run out for the reserves for Broccoli, which as a club is a good place to be at the minute. So there's yeah. a, a few good factor there, yeah. and, and that one I'll keep that going. But they, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw Deptford play, right on on the results. So yeah. um, not only missing out, that's a, a good enough Broccoli reserve side. Yeah, they're not getting tonked but um, they'll, they'll hopefully start to reverse those results uh, in, the, in the coming weeks.
0: For them, hopefully, uh, broccoli won't care as we say. They march on. Well done, lads. Uh, the last game in the Division Four was East Wickham Wanderers against Wickham Athletic, the Wickham Derby. Um, this went the way of the East side boys. Um, East Wickham getting a seven-three win against Wickham Athletic. That sounds like uh, a classic. This was this was played on the 3 G at Footscray Rugby Club yesterday. Uh, just the one hat-trick amongst the players, I thought I'd give them a, a shout-out. Tom, uh, Cyrilis, um scored a hat-trick yesterday uh, against Wickham Athletic. East Wickham Wanderers, Jamie, going from strength to strength um, each week.
4: Absolutely. Um, I don't think many people would have backed against him yesterday. No. Um, I was speaking to, to the referee, Derek, before the game, and I told him I think it'll be a good one. Um and we did fancy East Wickham for the win. Um but credit to Wickham, that might be the first three goals that East Wickham have conceded in the league. I'm not sure. That they certainly hadn't conceded That's in right, the first yeah. few months. So um that just shows you that they've obviously got a bit about them. Um but East Wickham just I uh, a level above, I think, in that division this season, um, putting seven pie them. So um yeah, would have been a good game. Um uh, again. Pleasing to see teams getting the games on, especially on the four G surfaces. So, um, yeah, I think Wickham Athletic, I've got bigger fish to fry in terms of trying to maybe get a promotion spot. But I think each Wickham Wanderers are in motoring away now in Division Four.
0: Yeah, well done, lads. A uh, very good, a very good result uh, in the Jack Standing Cup. Manorwood welcomed Blase Ballers uh, to their to their pitch, their home ground. This was on the three G as well. They've got two free yeah. Gs at Footscray, haven't they?
4: Yeah, the, the, one, the Broccoli one or the one that Eastwickham played on is the child That's one, it. community one. But uh, Manor it. would put another one.
0: Manor would get in a 5-1 win over Blase Ballers. The Ballers uh, not really started this season particularly well. They can't, ha- they can't get any momentum. The, the wind knocked from their sails, I think, at the end of last season having the title um, taken away uh, from them. Uh, For someone else's admin error. Um, Manor would not care, though. They're through to the next round of the Jack Stand and Cup after a 5 1 win. Uh, Their next opponents in that uh, competition are Crayford Arrows' first team. uh, And the referee that awaits them on that one is me on the 5th of February. So for for a a good win, they get that as a a reward, Jamie. What more could they ask for?
4: I mean, you say it's a reward, but I don't know. Um, but I've got to, got to say it's a fantastic result, first and foremost, for Manorwood. Um, beating a team division above 5 1 absolutely fantastic. Um, we were thinking about staying to watch it, but we went to Greg's instead, so um, <laughs> a, a, a solid decision which we stand by. However, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of um, Division 2 teams still in the Jack Standing Cup, um, including Manorwood and obviously ourselves at the moment, so um. Yeah, definitely wide open cup draw. So like you said, it's a shame that two division two teams need to face each other, uh, and that next round for Man and for Darrow's, but there's a great opportunity there for somebody to make quarter final, semi final. So um, yeah, w- very well done to Man United for that result.
0: Would you go for it, Greg's? By the
4: way, I just went for sausage rolls, standard. They were did. they were roasting hot, and it was oh,
0: frozen. that is what you want. Yeah, rarely get them hot anymore. No. Nah. Right. Double bankers. I've asked this question of all of the um, contributors this week. Are they coming to the OBDSFL or are they are they holding fire on those at the moment? Do you know?
4: No, they're in. They've been scheduled for a few weeks now. Um, okay. we've just not had any like played out yet. But I mean, I know we've got one, I think. Okay um, like, for Darrow's fixtures now, double banker. I saw Glee Manor, I've got four or five in there already, and they could possibly end up having more. Um, with the way the Cups are going for them. So, uh, yeah, teams have already got them. Um, They they were inevitable, really, weren't they? Yeah. Um, And and teams who didn't have one before, certainly will probably have at least one, maybe a couple uh, by now. So, uh, it is what it is. We've just got to go on, mate.
0: That's all four of our leagues on this particular show. As you'll hear on later sections, I don't want to ruin the continuity or the magic of recording, but all four leagues confirming that, Double bankers are here in February on the 4th. From the 29th of January, uh, there'll be there'll be double bankers, so that's uh, that's encouraging. Uh, we can avoid these these title deciding games being double bankers. That'll be even better. We're going to go straight into the predictions section uh, because of the shortness of um, of the fixtures. We're going to get straight into our usual predictions sections. And Jamie, last week we both got one point. Uh, for for the Crayway result that we both, you went 3-1 and I went 2-1, um, 3-0. Uh, everyone got a point, uh, for, no spoiler alert for Thursday when we released mm-hmm. the, um, or Wednesday when we released the Sunday League mm-hmm. Show Extra. But yeah, that was an easy one, uh, sadly, for Crayford Arrow's reserve. So our games this week, Club Langley against um, Kamazi Strikers uh Phoenix Sports 3 against Ministry of Bull, uh, Broccoli reserves against Hayes and Pickhurst, uh, and PSG against Sydenham is just an absolutely fantastic fixture. So we will, we will save that one till last. That's a natural order, but that is a brilliant game. Let's have a look uh, at Club Langley against uh, kimazi Strikers. Motivation. Uh, this is a Division One game, I believe. Yep. Division, yeah. Division. Yep. Division One or First Division. Uh, Club Langley's season is only two games long in the season in the league so far, uh, one win and one loss. Their return for that three points from two games. Uh, Kamazi strikers uh, have five played, uh, one win and four losses. Seventeen goals conceded for the um, OBDSFL new boys a minus ten goal difference. Uh, they're on the same points as Club Langley uh, with three games more played, uh, but a much worse. Goal difference after five games uh, minus ten for Kamazi Club Langley's last few games on the pitch will go for uh, they lost three 0 to Long Lane in the league. Uh, before that, they uh, were they um, lost four two to Long Lane in the in the President's Charity Cup. Um, a tough couple of games for them. Uh, they also lost four one to Hayden Youth Reserves uh, in the Jack Stand, on, which um, is a strange result uh, for me on paper. Uh, but maybe some missing, uh, missing players or Hayden Youth Reserves just playing out of their skin. Who knows? Uh, their top goal scorer Tom Ross three and five, uh, Ross Silcott, two and five, uh, Giovanni Lloyd, uh, and James all notching one individual goal for the Langley boys. Uh, their opposition is Kamazi Strikers mentivation. Their last few games are five-two defeat to Lewisham Islamic Centre. Uh, looking much better this season than the Lewisham boys. Uh, Cl- uh, Glebe Manor saw him off 1-0. A good account of themselves made by Kamazi Strikers. mentivation against the good Glebe side in the President's Charity Cup. Uh, and in the first division, Southwest back on the 13th of November, getting their only league win of the season um, against the Kamazi Strikers boys. The top goal scorers for Mentervation this season, uh, Paul... Uh, and Gwena has two in nine. Jonathan uh, Santogo, Santongo has two in five. Uh, Rhys Bangura Williams has a goal. Sean Elijah Kyle Dante uh, and Cole all have one goal for Kamazi strikers. Jamie, this is not an easy one to call. Both teams uh, not having a great season. We've seen we've seen signs. Uh, that Kamazi strikers, motivation could be a good little side with with narrow defeats against teams we know are confirmed good teams. Uh, but that doesn't really make this one easier to call, does it?
4: No, I mean, not really seen much of uh, both sides, really, considering them. Obviously, Kamazi have played some more games, but Langley have barely played and the games they have played, they've come up against top teams. So, hard to really judge them on that. Um, mm. And Kamasi, we know, as you said, like the the 1-0 loss to Green Manor was a respectable result um, but they just don't score enough goals today. they no, no. Um, and Langley I think are probably a team who unless you can put them under pressure and maybe get a lead um, they are always good for a goal or two so um, I think this is going to be a low scoring affair um, but I think Langley will have enough to win it. I'm going to go 1-0 Langley in plenty of percentages
0: 1-0 to Langley I'm going to follow suit, but go 2-1.
4: I did think think 2-1, but I think Kamazi. Yeah, I don't know. Langley clean sheet, very possible.
0: Let's have a look. Langley uh, have conceded three and scored one in their two games in the league. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, Langley's season essentially starts now with the weather looking like it's clearing up. Uh, Their season starts now. Um, Well, good luck to both teams in that one. The next one is Phoenix Sports against Ministry uh, of Ball. Uh, Phoenix have been a good side uh, regularly uh, over the last few years in the OBDSFL, but this season it hasn't really started uh, the way they'd have wanted to in the league. Two games played only uh, in a 16-game season. Um, They've won one and lost one. They play Ministry of Ball, who are top of the table uh, after four games played, three wins and a loss um, for the mob, the Ministry of Ball. Uh, Lads, a plus six goal difference for Ministry of Ball and a plus two goal difference for Phoenix. Uh, Not really telling the whole story. Uh, Three points for Phoenix Sports to return and nine for Ministry of Ball. Phoenix Sports' last few games, a 4-3 defeat in the Vic Farrow against Crayway last week. Um, A 4-1 win in the County Cup over Sydenham Sports, the highlight of their season, and in the Vic Farrow Cup before getting knocked out. To Crayway, they beat the Warren 4-1. Uh, before that, in the County Cup, they'd beaten Royal Southwark 4-0. So just reminding us what a good little team Phoenix Sports are on their day. Um, their top goal scorer is Charles Terence Edmondson with seven in four. Tommy Brenland two in two, William Edwards, two in five, Joe Hughes two in five, uh, Albert and Hayden, all with individual goals for the Phoenix boys. Um, Their opposition ministry of ball, their last few games, a 2-1 win over Crayway, a 7-2 win over Old Langlands, nothing to sniff at at all. That is a fantastic result. Uh, But before that in Division 3, they lost 5-4 to Crayway. So some great battles between them uh, and Crayway. Um, Before that was a a 6-5 defeat on pens to Shortland Spitfires from Division 5 or 4 after a 4-all draw. So erratic a little bit. Ministry of Ball, but some big wins against Woosh uh, as well on the cards this season. Jamie, I'm just going to go through the Ministry of Ball scorers Jeton Maliki has seven in five, Joe Swain four in three, Jonathan Boteng two and two, Michael Pham two in six, Harry Chambers, uh, Paulo, Juan, Mustafa, Norman, Jason, and Bao all with individual goals. Norman Hong is an absolutely fantastic bloke and a very good player for Ministry of Ball, one for um, the Phoenix Boys to look out for. Um, Jamie, this on paper, if you look on the face of it in Division Three, um, it looks like a Ministry of Ball win all day long. But those results for Phoenix will just keep should keep Ministry of Ball on their toes. This is this one isn't a given at all.
4: No, I have to agree, um, and obviously Ministry of Ball have shown they've got a little hiccup in them. Um, so, yeah, not quite as cut and dry as maybe about league positions I, I would hint at. Um, Phoenix, over the years, as you said, that they, have been good. they always tend to score goals. Um, I'm probably a little bit disappointed at how their season's going, where yeah. Ministry of Ball maybe just a little bit um, exceeding expectations. So, um, I, I've, it's a very, very even game. Um, but I think if Ministry of Ball turn up, they, they seem to be winning big games at the minute. So, I'm going to back them at one three two,
0: three two. 3-2. 3-2. I was originally due to referee this game, so when it showed up on the games, I was mm-hmm. I was a bit pissed off because I've got some flack for making predictions uh, on games that I'm refereeing on, but I've been moved off of it for now, so I'm, I'm free to make my predictions uh, on this one. I think this is going to be a real tough, a tough game for both teams. Um, Phoenix will be going all for it. They need a win. They need to catch these games up. Uh, with the teams above them, uh, but Ministry of Ball will be feeling very confident. <sighs> what am I going to go for? Jamie's gone for three-two Ministry of Ball. I'm going to go for three-two to Phoenix. Oh, split! <laughs> Just to keep it keep it interesting between the two of us. Uh, but good luck to both teams. Um, I would be disappointed not to be refereeing this one. I know it's going to be a, a, a real good game of football uh, down at, at King Henry. Uh, so good luck to both teams. It would have been nice to see you both. Um, But that wasn't to be right. Game three this week is Broccoli Reserves taking on uh, Hayes and Pickhurst. Uh, Hayes and Pickhurst, Division five champions from last season, taking on uh, Broccoli Reserve. Both teams have had um, a fair start to the season. Uh, Hayes and Pickhurst actually undefeated so far this season. We've sort of talked about them having a slow start to the year. Um, But undefeated start for the boys. They just haven't played very much football. Um, Broccoli reserves are the home team. So let's go through their uh, league first. Um, Their fourth after nine games, four wins, a draw and four losses. Maybe showing that once everyone catches up their games in hand, that perhaps Broccoli reserves are going to be a mid-table team. They've got a plus one goal difference after 19 goals scored and 18 conceded. uh, 13 points from nine um, games, isn't bad for the Brooklyn Reserves boys. They've struggled in the past. So this is a good start for them. Uh, seventh position is Hayes and Pickhurst. Um After four games played in the league, um, they've won two and drawn two. Now they're five points behind leaders, Phoenix Sports 4, uh, with 15 points on the ball. They're comfortably top if Hayes and Pickhurst can win those games, but they've only got a plus three goal difference from, from four games. Five scored and two conceded, showing they're pretty economical at the back, but they're not getting their trademark goals at the other end of the pitch. Let's have a look at Broccoli's last few. A 3-2 win against Deptford this weekend, just gone. A 5-1 win against SE Lions the week before in the league and a 0-0 draw against Alpington Colts. Perhaps an indicator that Broccoli reserves are perhaps so high up the table where they are because they're reliable pitch at um, Footscray Rugby Club. Their goal scorers this season. Uh, Jordan Christie Walker has three and five. Reese Morris, three and eight. Richard White, three and seven. CJ Thompson, two and six. Uh, R- Ruel, Fabian, Michael, Samuel, uh, Raymond, and Byron, all with individual goals. Interestingly, Jamie, I've just spotted it as I flipped the page. Um, Broccoli and Hayes and Pickers met on the 27th of November, and it was a 2 0 win to Hayes and Pickers that day. Whether that counts for anything now, uh, I'm not too sure because it was quite a long time ago and football uh, hasn't been played very much by either teams. Um, Hazen Pickhurst, last few, on the 15th of January last week, they've won 3-2 against Red Lion Bridge men's team in the County Cup. Before that was a 2-1 win in the County Cup on the 8th of January against Springhead Park. Um, They're in good form. And before that, a one-all draw against top of the table, Phoenix Sports 4 um, shows a resilient Hazen Pickers this season uh, being made to work for their points. And as I say, on the 27th of November, a 2-0 win over their opposition this weekend, Broccoli Reserves. The overall goal scorers for um, Hazen Pickers, some names here that we mentioned a lot last season. KO Peak, 10-7. Jonathan Burtonshaw, 2-4. Maxwell Smith, 2-5. Daniel, Harry, Jack, Ozan, Kalem, Harry and Jack, all with one goal, it hauls for Hazen Pickers. Jamie, those numbers there for Hazen Pickers, probably a picture um, this time last year. I think we were already talking double figures for two or three players for Hazen Pickers. It's a lot more humble this season, uh, but they're still getting results over the line. I think I fancy Hazen Pickers this week.
4: Um, I would tend yeah, I think they definitely come in as favourites. Um, the the step up obviously from Division Five to Four uh, has shown that you know that they're not going to roll teams over and, and score goals for fun this mm. season as they as they did last year. But yeah, still good enough to get the results. Um, Broccoli, I think yeah, it was at thirteen points for nine games. I mean, just over a point a game. That's real mid-table kind of kind of form. Um, amazed that a team have managed to play nine league games. Also, well done for that. Yeah. Um but yeah I think as the games get played teams will uh, will start to leapfrog them like Hazen Pickhurst um, but yeah I, I think this could be a goal fest um, on the 4G Hayes and Pickhurst will like that surface they'll, they'll get the ball down and feed those front players so I the Broccoli I've got goals in them too I'm going to go for a 4-3 Hazen Pickhurst win
0: 3-4 for the for the avid listeners I'm I'm going a bit more well that, I'm going to go four to to Hazen Pickers, but this is going to be a good game, as you say. Uh, from what we've seen of Hazen Pickers last season, uh, albeit in the Vic Farrow Cup final, uh, they do look to play those channels nicely with those superb forwards that they've got, uh, and I think that will, that will fit their the surface will fit that style of play for Hazen Pickers four two for me um, for them. Uh, we've both gone against broccoli, but good luck to both teams. Um, arguably the game of the day in the OBDSFL all round PSG taking on Sydenham uh, PSG new boys to the OBDSFL currently sitting top of the premier division. Um, their season is four games long uh, in the league. Um, and they have four wins from those four games, a plus 13 goal difference only conceded four goals in four games. That's one goal a game for the mathematicians amongst you. 12 points. their hall. Uh, PSG's last few games have been a four-all draw uh, in the County Cup against Alexandria United. Seconds they won, they won that nine-eight on penalties. Uh, they got past Southwest Eleven in the in the game in the round before that at the end of November two-one to PSG in that one. Uh, and back in the league on the twentieth of November they won four-two against Hacienda. Uh, a very good start to life as an OBDSFL team for uh, PSG. Uh, you can look through their um, games all you like. You will not find a loss um, at all uh, in in their games. They've been flawless so far this season. Only made to work in that last County Cup game, it seems. Their opposition uh, on the day. Let's have a look at PSG's goal scorers first. Apologies, some of this hasn't changed for a few weeks. Um, their top man is Daniel McGoldrick, five in five. Uh, Eda Womney uh, Aluu has five in four. Uh, Weldy Medina has four in three. Uh, Chikibi Aludari has two in five. Loris Chin, one goal. Daniel, Aaron, David and Clayton all with one goal for PSG. Uh, quite a few good goal scorers considering a few games played by PSG. They play Sydenham Sports uh, in the league. Their seventh place, uh, three games played, uh, two wins and a loss. But 13 goals scored in in uh, three games and only three conceded means they have a plus 10 goal difference and six points from a possible nine. Uh, Sydenham's last few games, uh, a 2-1 defeat to Lesser Albion in the league. Um, that was the other week down at the Pavilion. I saw um, all the lads down there. Uh, Phoenix Sports 3 knocked them out of the of the County Cup 4-1 the week before that and before that in the PCC. Um, a 6-1 win for Sydenham Sports, avenging a loss against Kuruya um, that they suffered earlier in the season over at Sydenham. Um, their top goal scorers this season: uh, an eight goal in eight game return for Aaron Whitehouse. Edward Boteng has six in five. Damon Boom has five in eight. Reese Gallagher four in seven. Adam Dunstan has four in six. Um, Errol Um Ozgumuru has four as two in four. Uh, Martin Parker two in eight. Tom Padrotti has Tom Padrotti has two in seven Scott Rafe and Adam all with one goal for Sydenham Sports my pick for the division 1 title um, at the moment they've got a little bit of work to do they need some uh they need some uh, snookers for the from the likes of uh, Long Lane um, at the moment to nick nick ahead uh Jamie, this brings together uh, a new team to the OBDSFL and PSG who it has to be said are setting it um, setting it on fire. They've, they've started like a like the juggernaut we used to call um, Sydenham Sports, although themselves not having a bad start in the league. They just need to get some football played and we need to see really where they are. Um, this is a good time for Pete, uh, Sydenham to play PSG with no momentum really built uh, because of the weather. Um, is that going to be a leveller?
4: Um, could be. Could be. I think we're, we're also we're expecting a big reaction from Sydenham to the back-to-back defeats, would not we? Um, yep. that's that's they, had, they didn't play at the weekend, but um, it's a tough, tough ask. PSG are, are absolutely flying, as we know. Um, And yeah, it really is that kind of standout tie of the weekend for me. There was a few other games that could have went in, but I tried to mix up the league games a bit, but this one had to go in um, a real mouth watering contest. Um, a team in them that we, we know really well, and PSG, as you said, the new new kids on the block who are taking mm-hmm. it by storm. So, um, oh, I mean, yeah, <sighs> cup football. Sednam, have got a good record in cups recently. Um, probably feel they maybe should should have gone further in some, uh, and that might spur them on here. PSG could argue they have got one hand on the premier title already so will they maybe start to focus on the Cups a little bit now or will they maybe just want to secure oh, what, an shot. what an early shout! Oh,
0: what an early shout! oh yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> we, we don't we don't pull any punches here no, we, 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 we call it as we see it on Selk you know that there you go there you go um, set myself up now uh, Um <laughs> so in terms of this, I, I just think PSG are on the form and said them a few disappointing losses. I think said them I'll go with them, um, both for blow, but I think PSG might just have too much. So I'm going to go
0: 4 2 PSG. 4 2. I think it's going to be tighter than that, but a PSG win is definitely in my and my thoughts. I, I think, um, Sydney know how to they do know how to defend. Um, it's just maybe if they can drag. PSG into a bit more of a scrap and make it a, a gritty game. Obviously, they're good, they're good at both sides of that. Uh Sydenham. Um, PSG has proven themselves to be a very good team going forward. What am I gonna go for? I'm waffling. Uh <laughs> sorry to Duncan and, and Mark and all the great blokes at, at Sydenham, but I'm going PSG 2-1. It's gonna be it's gonna be tight. Very good game on their hands uh this week between PSG and Sydney. And let's have a quick scan through some of the games for next week. Uh, the 29th, the 29th of September, but we uh, of January even I wish it was September, but we do have one midweek fixture. Uh, a full f- a division four fixture is scheduled for the 25th of um January. That's a Wednesday Wickham Athletic looking to play FC United at Bromley at Charles Darwin School. Well done chaps for uh taking the initiative uh, and getting a midweek game done. Better than training, uh, is what I always say. Uh, so well done, lads. Uh, in the Prem, West Wickham against Ground Offers, uh, a very good game. Uh, in Division 1, we've got a double banker between Long Lane and South West. Um, that's a long day for South West there with the double banker. Uh, long Lane will be looking to get some goals and get that goal difference um, looking uh, healthier. Uh, Lusham Islamic Centre play Royal Southwark in another good game. We've already spoken about the Club Langley uh. Kamasi striker motivation game in Division 2 Ellis against Broccoli is a very good game Um, uh, and Jamie Westrum, you are up for the Greenwich Mariners on that lovely away day for your boys (laughs) from South East London yeah we're nearly leaving Friday night (laughs)
1: you're Um, getting
0: a coach and a a hotel for the night
4: um, probably as well Um, yeah it presents a, a longest away trip of the season um, we played them early in the year and we kind of shit housed a point off them so um, we've got a, a stronger squad this time around so we'll look to give a better account of ourselves and put in a better performance and hopefully match if not better the result but it's going to be very very difficult they're in a good place at the moment having a good season so we're under no illusions; it's going to be tough so yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes
0: Very much uh, good luck I have to say I've got a soft spot for Westrum uh, because of some players that I've known through football and work, but um, obviously we're unashamedly uh, hoping for a Mariners win uh, on that weekend, uh, the 29th. Good luck, mate. Uh, Division 3 brings together Woosh, taking on uh, Crayford Arrow's reserves. A long day again for the reserves, potentially. Uh, the game we've spoke, two games that we've spoken about next, Phoenix Sports Free and Ministry of Ball in Division 3 and in Division 4, Brockley Reserves against Hayes and Pickhurst. Um, An interesting game, SMCA against Wickham Athletic. Can Wickham Athletic get two games in a week? That would really help their season on after that um, painful defeat against East Wickham Wanderers uh, this weekend. Wickham Athletic could have six points this time next week. Good luck, lads. In Division 5, Benhurst go against top boys, Petswood Roadrunners. Um, Bexley Athletic go against Bromley Athletic, the Athletic Derby. Uh, and in Division 5, Kingsdale against Shortland Spitfires is a lovely little fixture. Good luck to Western Wolves uh, and Alpington, um, Alpington Reserves as well. Two new teams to uh, the OBDSFL. Uh, the PSG against Sydney Sports Game is a, is a President's Charity Cup fixture. Uh, only one of the day by the looks of it in the pool. Pickard, Beckham and Rovers go against Farnborough Old Boys. First team Farnborough looking to event or uh, get back to winning ways after that loss to Elmstead a couple of weeks ago. Um El Clasico for South London sees Bickley taking on Kenningwell uh, in the Paul Pickard Cup. Good luck to both teams. Uh in the Jack Standard, Bexley United take on LSU Lions and the winner of that one faces our very own Greenwich Mariners, isn't it, Jamie?
4: Well, this is, the, this is the third time that they've, they've tried to play this. So if it doesn't go ahead on Sunday, they should just both be thrown it, I think.
0: <laughs> you you fancy a buy in the next round? Why not? Hayden <laughs> Youth against Lesser in the Jack Stanley Cup is a fantastic fixture uh, as well. And the Vic Farrow, uh, Eastwick and Wanderers against Old Langlians is an excellent, excellent fixture. Uh, and LSU Lions reserves uh, look to uh, take on FC United of Bromley, who are having a great season themselves, uh, in County Cup action. Um, we have uh, Hatcham and Market Hotel. That's not a OBDSFL game. Glebe Manor against Barnest uh, in the Kent Sunday Junior Cup is the best game in uh, Sunday League football on Sunday. Uh, I'll I'll challenge anyone to, to question that. Uh, and Wilgar, uh, after going down to Folkestone a couple of weeks ago, after not being able to get the game on. At Eltham Town this week, they now make the trip back down um, to Folkestone uh, to play Park Inn in the Sunday Junior Trophy. Sadly not, it won't be refereed by me. Um, I've had to um, turn the game down because I couldn't travel to Folkestone this weekend. But that was my planned game. So at the moment, um, I might be getting out to watch one. Um, But yeah, Uh, Jamie, I wish you all the best against um, Westrum. It's a tough ask. It's a tough away day uh, in the weather factored in. Uh, but we hope we're talking about three points this time next week all the best mate and i'll see you then
4: thanks mate speak to you soon
0: next up on the podcast is graham and as with the last section we will be going straight through from the results yesterday not much football played but We've also got some league news from the Southern Sunday with Graham to talk about now, and we'll go through our usual predictions. Graham, a a frostbitten uh, fixture schedule again, um, really starting to affect leagues all over the country now. Um, And I think we've seen uh, those two words, uh, D and H or D and B uh, uttered uh, in fixture schedules for February. Now double bankers, are going to rear their um their ugly heads, but it's a need, it's a must now, isn't it? How are you, sir?
1: Hello, <laughs> anyway, hello, Andrew, hello sorry. everyone. I forget um, to say hello. It's, a, it's a... <laughs>
0: obviously we do oh, a bit no, off. I'm sorry,
1: we do a bit of a thing, obviously off uh, before we go uh, before we go live. But yeah, no, hello, Andrew, hello everyone. Uh, yeah, it's it's not great, is it? I mean, sort of one week, two weeks in, two months played. It really is horrible for um horrible for everybody involved and yeah. I would say it's it's probably more horrible for fixture secretaries than it probably is for anybody else and uh we're more than earning our crust I think at the moment Andrew I think we're more than in, uh, earning it but uh yeah it, it's very very depressing um at certain parts of the country you know the the uh, what do they call it what's it called Do the jet jet stream I think is the right weather um terminology. So if there's anyone that thinks it's not to do with the jet stream please email uh, your complaint uh to selfpod at gmail.com <laughs> uh Thought so we get that one in early this week um but yeah i think people like on the sort of left hand side of the country they seem to be all right and then it sort of lingered and you know it just didn't get to us but my goodness me it was cold out there yesterday i, I left at half seven it was minus four i got back at ten o'clock a- clock and it was still minus three I mean it was just it looked like it, it snowed it was that cold um, and then obviously you had the freezing fog and you know there's some poor people um, RIP that lost their lives in a quite nasty smash on the M40 yesterday because of road conditions and frozen fog it's just everything is just coming together at the moment just just in the wrong way isn't it it's just mm. it's just not everything in life just doesn't seem very nice at the moment
0: no no it doesn't and People just want their football back, and we can't even have that at the moment for the majority of us. I think well, I well, had two, I had two games last weekend. I did actually get my games in, or did I? Let's have a look. I don't think I've had. Did I get my two games in last weekend? No, only uh, nothing. Nothing this weekend. Two last weekend before that, and then I did have two before that as well. So I'm I'm actually one of the lucky ones. But having a weekend off this weekend for me. Uh, as I readjust to doing Saturdays and Sundays again, has actually been okay for me physically. Uh, it's nice not to have the aches and pains uh, on yeah, a Monday yeah, yeah. at the time yeah. of recording. Um, but yeah, two planned uh, for this weekend uh, at the moment. So, yeah, well, fingers to...
1: crossed you can get them on. I mean, the weather is a bit more favourable. I know we were talking sort of off-mic um I think you're due to some rain. I think in your yeah. neck of the woods, sort of midweek. But let's hope that jet stream sort of does its work and the wind does its work and it blows it somewhere else. Because um, honestly, I mean, how many more weeks of this can we tolerate? I, I, I just think there's just this collective just unhappiness everywhere at the moment. And you know, we shouldn't be taking out on each other. We're all feeling it. We're all suffering, you know, one way or another. The teams. Well, not I tell you whose fault.
0: I tell you that whose fault. this whole situation isn't it isn't the fault of the unpaid volunteers on any league imagine having a go at a league administrator
1: which have not and not even you i know you went i know jace has copped it i know jace this weekend why Why? i went public with mine because i just think sometimes it has to be called out I, i i don't i don't do that it's very rare that I do anything like that. Um, I've not had an opportunity to see the clubs to talk to them face to face, but but we will do uh, next month. Um, and it's not just me on our committee that are taking our registration officer takes it. Mark on the referees side of it, he takes it as well. It's not on. It's not on the phone calls on a Saturday night, you know, that are really crappy, and the emails. You know, you're discriminating against me. You're treating me unfairly. Blah 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 blah. It's actually boring. It's actually boring. Um, just stop it. If you are listening to this, and, and and it's you, think of the person who is on the receiving end of the email or the phone call, because it's not acceptable. Honestly, <laughs> you wouldn't behave like it at work, so don't behave like it to a volunteer. Well, that,
0: that's it. If you wouldn't speak to Pete, if you wouldn't speak to a waiter, or if you wouldn't you wouldn't order your McDonald's or whatever in the tone of some of these, some of the way the the league administrators get spoken to anywhere if you wouldn't speak to a ref if you wouldn't speak to a waiter or audio or mcdonald's in the way that a ref that you speak to a referee on the pitch just think about it just stop and think about it. if you wouldn't speak to people in any in any normal walk of life in that way then don't do it to people who are trying to run your league and, and but, but andrew weird. i think
1: that's where the problem is i think because people do talk to people like that now i, I really honestly think you know the lack of the lack of civility and the lack of respect, just generally in society, is just not in a place where it once was. And this isn't a football problem; this is a society problem. And we, we've discussed it on the podcast this year, particularly around some of the um, stick and abuse that the referees are taking on a weekly yeah. basis. Yeah. It's a society problem, and quite honestly, society feels in a very toxic place. But you know, I'm not going to um, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. I put the phone down on Saturday night to said individual. Um, I haven't had an apology, even though that I was right in mm. terms of what I said. And they were clearly wrong. Um, but, you know, I don't even want the apology, really, to be fair. Actually, I don't want an apology. I don't want appreciation. I don't want thanks, really, from anybody. All I want is people to just do the job that they sign up for and just talk to people with a little respect. That's all I want. It's not a lot to ask, is it?
0: It's not. It's not. I took I took the sort of view of things like that. Uh, my view now is, is fuck them. That's that's, that's my view, generally. And if something's not making you happy, then just stop doing it. And if anyone's giving you any grief, fuck them.
1: Yeah, well, I've had a shitty email through this morning, as I was just explaining to you from someone externally from the league, and they just got a shitty response back because I'm not going to be spoken to like it. I'm not going to take it anymore. So if you send me a shitty email, you might get a shitty email back or you might not get one back at all because it will go into file 13 because I'm just not putting up with it.
0: Yeah, I I might have to open a miscellaneous folder in my
1: file thirteen. Uh, my... <laughs> it, honestly, it makes you feel a lot better, mate. It does. You just drop it in there, file thirteen. You've then still got a record of it, so you've kept hold of it. But you you don't have to you don't have to suffer the detriment and the poor mental health outcome of um, uh, having to uh, sort of read through it. And yeah, you do, you don't have to keep regurgitate regurgitating it. Just tuck it in file thirteen and just let it slip away.
0: Fantastic. Right. Let's talk about some football. And I know you've got a cup draw to talk about, which we'll do in between this section. We're just going to go straight through from the results into uh, the games of the week as chosen by uh, Sir Graham Robber himself.
1: I was asked about this actually last night when I visited the Tyne and Thames uh, old Freemans game. They said essentially kind of how do you decide teams of the week? So, you know, for anyone that doesn't know essentially how we decide, it's normally, um, it's normally a cup set. There you go, Andrew. First mention of it. It's normally a cup (laughs) set. So a cup set is obviously a a team from a lower division, um, obviously upsetting or knocking out a team. Generally, it's normally a much superior, higher placed team. It's uh, sometimes really big wins. Uh, between teams, so depending on the number of goals. Sometimes if it's a like relegation battle or a title or a promotion clash, one team you know really pulls out an impressive result against the other. That could make it someone maybe is 2-0 down and then sort of 3-2 up and you've got a big turnaround of results. They're the sorts of things. So if anyone ever wants to know kind of how we come to determine how it, you get to a sort of result of the week, that's the sort of thinking behind it. But And we also try not to put the same teams in there over again. Just so that we get give other people a chance. So um, yeah, it was a good question that the lads asked last night. So I said I'd clarify it on the um, on the podcast today.
0: Yeah, it's fair. It's a fair question. We get asked about results of the week, the, the rationale behind that, and games of the week quite a lot. Uh, ultimately, it's 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 personal preference of each of the contributors. There's no real there's no real direction uh, or or um, rhyme or reason for it. Uh, generally, we don't pick uh, county cup games. Uh, Involved no. any of the leagues, that'll be the only. That's the only uh, prerequisite. And until very recently, um, penalties didn't really make it, but they do now, uh, which is fair. Uh, but no draws either. I don't think we don't do no. Draws.
1: I think I might have had one in the past where some team was like four and up or something, and they came back to four four, and it was quite unlikely. And you know, it was a fantastic result for the team affected to get a point, but that's very unusual. Um, mm. But if you've got, for example. I think we had it this year with Venezia Dons and AFC Putney. I don't know whether it made the result of the week or not, but I think it was a draw and obviously uh, Venezia Dons won on penalties. So technically that is a cup set because yeah. it's a penalty win and there's like eight or nine divisions different. So I don't know whether it did make it, but if it did, it would be quite reasonable in my yeah. view that, that yeah. it would make it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's no real directive. It's, it's, it's an individual feel basically
1: it's just me thinking uh, thinking up and just making up a load of old twaddle that's all it is really
0: trying to upset the team that don't make it because
1: i because i'm deliberately not (laughs) because i'm deliberately not helpful as you know
0: (laughs) right let's get into the results (laughs) i'm gonna read the result from the graham Rodber shield game yesterday first only three games played out of a possible how many graham
1: Oh, I think it was about fifty five on the list. I mean, we even had we even had the Aspire games at the Southfields Academy cancelled yesterday. We had 11, 1 and three o'clock kickoffs there, but you know, our referee got down there about ten o'clock and there was like sheet ice over the far side. I mean once there's ice, and there's, like, I think there was kids on the pitch. Once they're slipping over, um, they just came out and went, no, we're not going with this. We're, we're cancelling it. So, yeah, even, even all weather 3G pitches even got affected yesterday. It was that cold. It was sort of minus four, minus five. So it didn't warm up during the day. Right decision. Come back another week.
0: Yeah, let's not go into the fast. that was the WSL decision yesterday too.
1: Well, just on that, I mean, you can touch it. I mean, the, the officials deemed it unplayable at half past nine yesterday. I looked at my pitch, funny enough, in Kingston, just round the corner from King's Meadow. I could have told them it was off at eight o'clock. How did we ever get to a decision where the officials had made quite a clear decision at half past nine and communicated that decision that it was going to be unplayable for somebody from the FA, who weren't even present at the ground, by the way, to then influence the officials to then starting the warm up, then starting the match? It clearly seems to me the FA put them under pressure and obviously it was under pressure because it was on BBC television yesterday. But there's no way that that was ever going to be playable. No way.
0: I uh, I attempted to to inform a league official once that uh, a pitch was unplayable for a cup final oh dear. And, and was oh dear. overruled.
1: Oh dear, you were. <laughs> I remember the, I remember it. <laughs> At the
0: theatre of Screams, but there's no way that. Let's not go into it.
1: Have you been banned, the, by the way, from um, going there? I heard a little rumor that you've know. been banned. Is that right?
0: No, I've not been banned. I've chosen not to go.
1: Ah, right, okay, fair enough.
0: But the, uh, the we won't go into the where's the the the, 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 informat- the the further detail that's that's transpired last week. But no, I've I've made a moral standpoint not to go to a ground that serves up such terrible playing surfaces uh, and charges people to park there also. Uh, as a moral standpoint, as simple well as done.
1: that. Well done. Simpler. Well done. Now, uh, you, you have my 100% full support. I think I've only been once. I think I and I've that was enough, I think, to be honest. Yeah, that was un- to see Selhurst in. Yeah, they played a London Cup final, didn't they? Didn't they? That wasn't good. Uh, okay. No.
0: Uh, On anyway. the Graham Robber Shield. <laughs> into the Graham Robber Shield. St Matthew's Project first and Junction League third squared up uh, in the round one, I'm guessing, of the competition. Yeah, uh, first
1: game in the cup this year of that shield. So yeah, we, we've got the they've got one competition underway at last.
0: <laughs> uh, a three, a two-one win even to Junction League third, keeping St Matthew's Project first humble with their goal scoring. they have slowed down for them the last few games I've noticed with St Matthew's Project sides. They're not scoring in their threes, fours, and fives uh, flurries, uh, but they did concede more than they scored in Junction League through uh, to the third ra- uh, to the next round. The thirds, uh, and much applaud from the Junction Elite social media yeah. uh, last night. They were chuffed with that result.
1: Yeah, I think that is a good result. You know, they're sort of in the middle of League Six. Obviously, St Matthews in the middle of League Five. You know, so that is a that's a cup set. If uh, if uh, ever you wanted to know the definition of one, a lower division team beating a higher division team. Um, Junction Elite thirds haven't really scored goals this season. Um, But we know St. Matthews have been conceding them. So in that regard, I I guess it's no surprise. But you're right to highlight kind of the lack of goals from St. Matthews in recent weeks or from games that have recently been been played by them. Um, I think they would have looked to the draw probably when it came out and they would have probably thought, yeah, we should be able to get through that one and get through the next round. But yeah, disappointing for them. Um, I remember the first year we tried to play this tournament and it was kind of got Canned by COVID, St. Matthew's actually got to the final and never actually got to play the final because it all all got it all got canned. And I've kind of part of me has been kind of willing them to get back to a final since in the next two years, but it's not happened for them. And I feel a bit sorry for them in a way. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, that is. COVID was harsh to everybody though, wasn't it? I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if a cup final was the least harsh result of a COVID era for you, then. It's not too sad, but um, yeah, it's tough and let's hope uh, they can get to a cup final in a not too distant future uh, to to right wrongs, potentially uh, of hard, any hard um, feelings. There won't be any hard feelings, I'm sure, towards the league, but missing out on a cup final is is pretty, will be pretty, will be pretty tough. Uh, The league games that happened yesterday, just two. So we'll start in league nine um, and a game played in the evening yesterday. Yes. Uh, Uh, A seven, a five o'clock kickoff even uh, for Tyne and Thames against Old Freemans in League Nine. Uh, Both new teams to the league. New uh, Tyne and Thames have been a little bit hot and cold. I think last night they were more cold um, in terms of temperature, (laughs) but hot, but hot on Hot on the goals. Yeah. A six nil win for the Tyne and Thames boys against an Old Freemans who have struggled this season, but fair play to them last night for putting a team out. Uh, and playing in that, because that mustn't have been very enjoyable at all in the in that cold.
1: I think on the contrary, I mean, I went down to watch large parts of it. I think I, I arrived about half an hour into the game. Um, they seem to be very much enjoying it, actually. Uh, the fog was just starting to come down at one point. I thought, oh, God, you know, you've started it. Let's not, Fog, uh, abandon this one. Uh, but, you yeah, know, the, the, the lads seem to be very much enjoying it. I mean, two new teams to the league. Uh, great, obviously, for me to kind of catch up with them because um, I've not really seen uh, anything of them um, at all this season. Um, play, game played in a very good spirit. Uh, I think it was 2-0 to tie in at half time. I think they got it, uh, got it uh, for penalty, I think made it three, then a fourth. And then a quite fabulous strike, um, one where they chipped the goalkeeper about 20, 25 yards uh, kind of towards the end of the game, put the icing on the cake for the sixth goal but um no it was it was competitive um old freemans you can see why they don't score goals i mean they got into a few sort of situations yesterday where they're almost trying to walk the ball in the net and you feel that i don't know maybe they need to just pull the trigger a little bit earlier and um, but actually they they played some fairly decent stuff in terms of the build-up play um but just don't take their chances but um Tyne and Thames, on the other hand, you know, you look at... Then you know, I was just talking to the management on the side yesterday. You look at sort of consistency of of results. It's very odd. It's very odd. I think they're now up to five wins and four defeats. And you can kind of see why they're a little bit inconsistent. So, you know, more of the performances like yesterday and being as ruthless as they were with their finishing, um, you know, they're going to beat teams. But unfortunately, I guess... They're just in a division where you've got Borussia Battersea, Brick Sustain, Old Ruts, SW Lions. Obviously, we know have got games in hand. Venezia, Dons, they're tough sides that they're up against. But, you know, nobody's really kind of trouncing anybody in that division. They're all tight games. Um, So Old Freemans, I'm confident that they can pick up a couple of results in their sort of last eight games. I think they can pick up a couple. But Tyne and Thames maybe too much behind Brescia Battersea and Brick sustain at the moment and and probably old ruts maybe they'll want to try and be the best of the rest but um yeah two teams look like they've settled down really quite nicely in the league and they were very respectful towards the referee he had a really good game as well played some cracking advantages got a penalty right um so yeah no it's a great game enjoyed by all i mean that cost them a good well 250 quid last night so Fair play to them for getting it on. And neither of those teams particularly were under any fixture um, sort of congestion or pressure. So it just goes to show that, you know, people just generally want to go out and just enjoy their game of football, Andrew. And I'm all for that.
0: Yeah. Fair play, lad. Six nil the result for Tyne and Thames. Old Freeman's left uh, to try and put that right next week. Last but not least. Uh, in the best division in the Southern Sunday, the Silk Grassroots League 10. Uh, we had... Uh, promotion hopers, title hopers, Exonians taking on unbeaten Exonians in the league, or have they lost one now? No, they're
1: still unbeaten. They're they? still unbeaten. Yeah, they they're still
0: unbeaten. unbeaten. Yeah. Yeah, they're
1: uh, still
0: on yeah. We were saying that they needed to change, to swap some of the draws for wins if they wanted to put more you pressure see? on Broom. You
1: see what we've done? You see what we've done? I think <laughs> since done. then, I think they've won every game, haven't
0: they? That's the Selk assist this week. Um 4-0, the win for Exonians against Wanderers. Uh, Don't forget my early season title hopers. I've changed now, I think, to Broomwood. uh, But Exonians are looking to prove me wrong, and I'm happy (laughs) to be proven wrong. 4-0 the win for Exonians and Graham. Again, the boys got in there. got a match match report. report. I know.
1: And it came the day early. It came on Sunday evening as well, which (laughs) I was very pleased to see.
0: They make sure now. They know. They know. They've worked out our recording schedules, and they're getting it in. Right. Let's go for it. Exonians continue their strong league form with a convincing 4-0 win over fellow promotion contenders, Wanderers. Not sure about that now. Uh, The opening stages had a familiar feel as the home side started with intensity and took the lead for a wheeling goal within the first 10 minutes of the third for the for the third week in a row. Um, Whelan's on fire. Your defence is terrified. No, singing. no, no.
1: There's only one song. There's only one team that <laughs> sings that. And it's not Exonians. We uh, want to be for- singing that at Craven Cottage on Monday night. I'm telling you.
0: Uh, the forward had to make ha- had to work harder for his goal this time, receiving a pass from George Stewart before turning on the edge of the box, riding a tackle and squeezing his shot past the Wanderers' keeper. The next passage of play was, all- was also a recurring theme uh, of Exonian season as they allowed Wanderers time on the ball uh, and the away side grew into the game. However, Exonians doubled their lead shortly before halftime as Ed Haslam arrived at the back post to fire home from a Dave Ackham corner. The second goal gave Exonians a confidence to dominate in the, to dominate the second half. And although goalkeeper Seb Hen Allen had to make some fine claims from Wanderers cross from Wanderers crosses, he was never truly tested. Uh, meanwhile, Exonians forwards um, continued to trouble the Wanderers' backline and added a third before an out before the hour mark as Whelan had Sean Wilson ex- and Sean we- Wielan- Wilson exchanged as one-two before Whelan swept a right-footed shot past the Wanderers' keeper I had to put my teeth in. Then, follow, uh, <laughs> f- following this, Exonians midfield controlled the pace of the second half with John Mulhern and Conal Murray particularly impressing. And one uh, and Exonians were were able to crown the win with a fourth goal as centre half Ed Haslam doubled his money by converting from another Dave Ackham corner five minutes from time. On this occasion, heading in the back heading in at the back post. A convincing win and a rare clean sheet, which has put Exonians in the driving seat for the promotion place for the for the promotion race, and left. Manager Asley, Ashley Walters, a very happy man. Sounds like he's staying in the job. Uh, man, <laughs> man, we haven't man, got him
1: in the sack just yet.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, man of the match, Ed Haslam, whose two goals, uh, clean sheet and three bonus points means he was a better pick to captain your fantasy team than Harland this week. Ah. No dick of the Big day. Big did No dick of the day either.
1: I was surprised to see that, yeah.
0: Everyone... Oh has got a, 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 a good review from the... I
1: suppose, though, to be fair, you know, in a big win like that, in a big game, um, clean sheet, 4-0, statement of intent result, right up there, unbeaten run going. I suppose it'd be very uh, very uh, harsh, wouldn't it, to uh, throw someone under the bus and give them such a... Um, well, I don't know. What, 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 you, what would you say about that accolade? Some people may see it as a compliment. Other people may differ.
0: <laughs> i tell you what they've done with that match report, which is a little bit clever. What they've done is called themselves promotion candidates they Yeah they're... I know
1: they are not saying about the title they're playing no. it down I've noticed that
0: they're not a million miles away from broomwood within the table three points if they uh... win the
1: game in hand it's a point isn't it
0: yeah a point in a point will be all they have to do uh, if they do win their game in hand so they're very much in the title run very much in the title run clever choice of words perhaps and we've just we've just un we've just un, we've just revealed
1: well, I'm not mm. being funny. They um they're not gonna they're not gonna get past us, you know, two very uh astute, <laughs> very smart gentlemen. Um I mean, interestingly enough, um, Exonians, just looking at who they've got to play. Junction elites under twenty threes, they've got to play Renegades, that's gonna be a tough game. Rosendale Sports Reserve, South London Peak, and they're the home games. Away they've got Broomwood, so that potentially is a um Possible title decider. Club International did football Clapham away. That's not going to be easy. They've got Junction Elite under 23s away. So they've got potentially um yeah two games against them and they've got and away, two games against them. So, you know, there's a there's favorable fixtures there for them. Um, it's all boiling you know,
0: down to that head to head, isn't it, between I them think, and Broomwood.
1: Yeah, I think that's how it's gonna um that's how it's gonna pan out from a Broomwood perspective. They've got Dynamo London, Exonians, old Setonians still to play at home. <laughs> And then away they've got Junction Elite Under-23s, Old Suetonians again, and they've got Renegades. They've got Rosendale Sports Reserves, South London Peak and and Wanderers. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'd I'd like the look of um, Exonian's fixtures more than I do Broomwood's, if I'm honest.
0: At the moment, yeah, Exonian's the form team going into... Uh, the next round of games uh, at the end of January. Broome would yeah,
1: have got cup distractions, you know, as well, obviously still in the Marcus Lipton as well. So, um, yeah, it be interesting to see because cup games are really going to get priority over the next few weeks to try and catch up. So, um, you know, it's going to bubble up and cause a bit of tension for these league finishes uh, in a couple of months' time, which is what we want to see, isn't it?
0: Definitely. Talking of cups, you do have um, a, a new cup draw um, to inform the teams of.
1: I do. So the teams is affected. Um, obviously, will know um, around uh, the uh, situation with this year's Donovan Thomas Cup. So just to give a bit of background, um, obviously, we had two withdrawals um, from um, JSF Plumbing and Heating League Four, which put that division down to eight teams. It's a loss of, of four league games. Um, Traditionally, the Donovan Thomas Cup is played by teams from League Three and League Four. So we had 18 entries essentially into the Cup. So what we've done is we've kind of divided it into a first and a second round. So any team that is in League Four, so that's eight teams, they've been put into two groups of four. Uh, we've got a Group A and we've got a Group B. So in Group A, we've got Painters, Parthenope, Sporting Web, and Top Deck, which... Uh, which is an interesting mini league. Mm. And in Group B, we've got Mortlake, Junction Elite Seconds, Q&T, and Southside United. So Ooh. what those... I know, that's that's probably the tougher out of the two Very groups.
0: much so. The group of death.
1: Well, so what they're going to have to do is play each other once, so they'll get three games there. And then the top three of those two divisions will then go through to the second round, and then they will be joined by the 10... League three teams who have all got a first round buy and then that will give us our last sixteen. So that's how the Donovan Thomas is going to work this year. Gives us a couple of extra games, obviously, to the League four teams that have lost out, and obviously then the League three teams are not going to be um, affected. So, right. so really I was going to pull that. you
0: up. I was going to pull you up for seeding that cut then, but then your justification of giving the League four teams extra football justifies it, so I'll, I won't say that and we'll nip that bit Thank out you. of the recording.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, no, because they're four league games game short.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. No, that, that seems the fair. way
1: That's the way of making that up, and then obviously all the league, t- league three teams, no one's getting an advantage because everybody's going into the second round, so that was no. the best way of, that was the best way looking at pitches, looking at capacity, looking at weather, looking at where we already are. I think that's the best of all compromises there. I've not had any feedback from the team, so I guess no feedback is good feedback. And uh, while it's quiet and I'm not getting any abusive emails, I think people must be scared of emailing <laughs> me at the moment.
0: Well, if you do get an abusive email, what was the, what was the statement? Self-pod, I used?
1: No, sellpod at <laughs> gmail.com. Is <laughs> that's, that's what you said?
0: And you'll be getting. Uh,
1: they the get off mate. off, I think, is the yeah, uh, reply, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's I think, I mean, about. how does that sound to you? I mean, as, yeah, a, it sounds good. as a neutral, impartial no, kind of commentator I, I, on these things?
0: Yeah, you know, I've instantly thought, oh, dear. You've seeded a cup, but then I, but then when you mentioned the group stages and taking into consideration the lower numbers in League Four, I think that makes complete sense, and the, and the teams will be happy to have a couple of extra games at least on their, on their schedule. What's schedules. quite
1: exciting though about this is the matches for the group stage are now all set in stone. So the second, ninth, and sixteenth of February, League Four is essentially now going to take a three-week break, and it will all be group stage games in both groups. So. There's going to be no League Four games after the sort of uh, after this weekend for three weeks, so that's going to be completely a total refocus and a reset for them teams, and then we get to visit. Then obviously the title race uh, once we come out the other side of that. So yeah, League Four goes on hold. I think that just causes that little bit of build up and that little bit of extra tension. I mean I did warn that this was gonna happen, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago and said uh we're just gonna League four is gonna take a bit of a pause for a few weeks and uh yeah we're gonna have a really tight division to come back to.
0: Yeah. I mean you've got you've got one, two, three, four You've got one, two, three, four, five, six out of eight teams all played over half of their league yeah. fixtures already anyway. So it's not going to put too much pressure on. No, I like that. Is it? Is it the league, is it a group fixture? Can it end as a draw or, or is it win only?
1: No, it can end as a draw. So, um, okay. yeah, top top three teams obviously will qualify, obviously points, then obviously goal difference, uh, goal scored, then head to head. So, um, yeah, uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be quite exciting. A bit of a different way of doing one of the Cups. So, I like yeah. that. Not like not, not normal, not conventional, but, you know, sometimes we do things differently here and, uh, you know, we do listen to the feedback from our clubs, despite what um, some people say.
0: <laughs> normal and conventional can be boring sometimes. So, let's, I'll praise the league for that. Well done for uh, for coming up with that idea. And I'm sure the League 4 teams uh, will be pleased. The League 3 teams will have... um Teams with good momentum going into that second round, so they won't. Uh, they'll have to look over their shoulders. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, games well. still
1: to be played by those League Three teams, and obviously some of them are still involved. You know, the Clapham. Um, what am I talking about? The uh, Magpie recruitments. You know, are are involved in sort of county cups. That obviously they've got to play um, Clapham Wanderers in that game. So yeah, there is a bit of a. There is a bit of a a strain on on sort of their fixtures and a couple of others there, Westminster Wanderers and Sporting Crabs, I think have only played six each as well. So it it kind of is the best of both both worlds for everybody and doesn't put extra strain on the League Three teams. So uh, I think it seems to me, having racked my brains a few weeks about it, I think um, I've come to a a kind of final decision that I can sleep happy in my bed with it, put it that way. Yeah.
0: Good job, as usual. Thank you,
1: mate. Appreciate that. Thank you. Let's
0: get into... Less of that now. Let's get on the
1: football. (laughs) Less of the niceties. Let's start being (laughs) horrible and sort of beating each other up again.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, The first game uh, is a repeat from this week's games. We couldn't leave this one off. Sporting Continental against Carpet. I'm not going to go through all of the business that we did last week, because we've done that already. But let's just say Sporting Continental, top of the prem uh, and Carpet I haven't really played any football. Four league games played this season so far. We still do not know where, where carpets stand. This is going to be uh, one of those games that tell us everything we need to know. We've been through the scorers for Sporting Continental uh, last week or the week before, whenever. whenever I'm sorry,
1: they... I think this is the second or third time, but I just yeah. think it's still a good game. That It's intriguing. I Definitely. just had to. I just had to keep it in there because I just think it's a, it's a fascinating time because almost neither of them have played any football, have they? So I think, yeah. as the weeks go by, this is off. I think it's becoming more of a leveler.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, so my predictions for this one, I think, remains uh, a, a Sporting Continental win. Uh, I'm going to go for a four-two, Sporting Continental win. Their defense is excellent. Concede one again, uh, on average in the league so far. Uh, carpet. I mean, as I say, it's hard to tell, but they've scored two, uh, over two a game that they've conceded about the same uh, in their debut a uh, couple of months or few months within with the league. So it's very hard to tell. I'm going to go 4-2 to Sporting Continental. I think that covers um, the win that I'm expecting uh, and maybe I'll get lucky and nick three points. Only one game from our predictions took place this weekend um, in the Southern Sunday uh, I can't remember which one it was now off the top of my head.
1: It was the Exonians game, it must have been. Or did none? It must uh, have been the Exonians game, surely, because um, that was obviously a top of the table game. If I didn't, if whoever picked the games didn't put that one in there, then he needs his head testing, quite frankly.
0: None of them. None of them. None well,
1: of them. See, see that last comment? Scrap it. Edit that <laughs> bit out.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bath Old Boys, eight, Old Town was one of them. Monday wow. LB, Sporting Continental. Um, Westminster Wanderers against Albion and Venezia Don's Park Life first. Okay, so Ooh. they were
1: unlucky. Not they were unlucky. So not to make week, it? it? They were unlucky. Thing. They were unlucky. That's my <laughs> that's my defence, and it's not terrified.
0: <laughs> right, the next game uh, after that one. Thank you. Four two. My prediction for Sporting Continental against Carpet. You'll hear uh, all of the predictors' uh, guesses for these games in the Sunday League Show extra later on in the week. Thursday morning, I think we're looking, or Wednesday night. That one will be coming out now. Uh, because we do have the Saturday Manager podcast back on a Thursday morning, which Very is really well good. done on that.
1: Very well done. Uh,
0: London Hibs against Kudos Athletic. Uh, I'm trying to remember which which league these two play in now. Uh? Who are we one? talking about? Uh, London Hibs Kudos. That's a League One game, isn't it?
1: League One. Uh,
0: this is a League One fixture. Um, I uh, like
1: the look of this game as well. well. I really like this.
0: Well, two two teams perhaps in this League One, in the Bob Dixon League One promotion chase that we don't really talk about too much because of the uh, dominant uh, displays from South London, Celts uh, and previous teams last season, the Commoners and Wimbledon Wolves, still uh, in the memory from from brilliant cup runs or cup wins even last season. So kudos and London Hibs um, sometimes do get missed out, but we do recognise London Hibs improvements from this time last year. It's been a rocky, it's been a fantastic ride, should I say, for the, for the boys. Um, this season, they sit fourth in League One after six games. Just one loss uh, with four wins and a draw. Um, the other results for the boys. At 13 goals in six games and seven conceded. That's about that's about 2-1. Um, average a game. Uh, pretty decent. 13 points. They play, kudos, Athletic, whose uh, record record Is basically the same. 13 points from six games, four wins a draw and a loss. Uh, 19 scored is quite impressive. And nine conceded. So about the same conceded, but six more goals from the Kudos boys. Is that going to split them on on Sunday? Let's have a look at their last few results. London Hibbs last three results on the pitch. Uh, A 3-1 win against the struggling Wimbledon Commoners who joined us as a follower on the Silk um, Twitter Twitter platform. So welcome, gentlemen, from Wimbledon Commoners. Um, they lost to the, the other Wimbledon boys in the league in the Marcus Lipton Cup, the game before that, way back at the 20th of November. 5-3, they lost to Wimbledon Wolves. They want their cut back. And on the 13th of November, uh, they beat Wimbledon Commoners 2-1. So London Hibs have been Wimbledon heavy over their last few games. It's looking good for the Wimbledon boys uh, for the London Hibs boys this season their top goal scorer is Joe Doyle Ward with 8 in 7 Benjamin McCauley has 2 in 5 uh, Connor Jamie Danny Oland Fintan Rory James Connor Alan, George Jack and Shane all with individual goals for the Hibs 14 individual different scorers for uh, the Hibs only one of them uh, with more than 2 goals though um, I love that
1: You know how much I love that. I always prefer it spread around rather than just having like a main, main goal story where it's all about them. I just think they're all, they're almost seems to be with these teams and much more togetherness about them. The harmony seems to be better. I'm not sure why.
0: I get that. I mean, they're sharing it around and they're not reliant on the one, one bloke. That's, that's pretty good. If he's at a wedding or away or injured, it's not going to affect the Hibs too much. Um, but I guess they would rather have him rather than not. The Kudos boys, the Kudos Athletic first. Their last few games um, have been um, a good return as well. They lost their last game on the 15th of uh, Jan- of January 3-1 to Selhurst uh, in the Cup. What Cup was that one? What's the KBC? Ken Bailey. The Ken Bailey Cup. Uh, 3-1 to sell us. No shame in that. Before that was a 3-1 win at the beginning of December against the Wimbledon Commoners. Everyone beats the Wimbledon Commoners this season, sadly. And the game before that—that's it.
1: That's it. Silk Pod unfollowed.
0: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sorry, boys. <laughs> I pissed them off straight away.
1: That's me blocked. <laughs> you just—you just called them out, then. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, lads. It's true, though. It's true. Uh, that's um... an own
1: goal if ever I've seen one or heard one.
0: So if you're complaining about that, women and commoners, please send it to graham.rod <laughs> at the Southern Sunday.co.uk. Um 8-1 yeah. was the win before that, before ba- against Battersea Dogs. And that's Kudos. a shocking
1: scoreline. It should have been 8-2 at least, shouldn't it? At least. Um,
0: So that means that they've scored 12 goals in their last three games. Kudos, boys, showing where their slightly better goal difference than the Hibs uh, boys is coming from. Uh, Full time, not playing ball with me, so I'm going to have to have a quick scan through uh, the goal scorers. For uh, kudos, their top goal scorer is Tyrell Butler with seven in seven. Um, Dejan Grant has three in three. Uh, Anthony Myton has two in seven. Uh, Louis Lewis Ban- Bainton has two in six. And uh, indiv- individual goals for Russell uh, and Corey from the uh, doesn't kudos. seem a lot, does it? Not a lot of goals, but um, they've not played that many games. They've only played six. They've only played six league games. As
1: have had, Hib- have had, as, as have Hibbs. Um, they've yeah. scored nineteen. Hibbs only thirteen. It's um, yeah. so actually Kudos got more goals. Strange.
0: Yeah. Um, right. So predictions for this one.
1: Oh, blimey! It's a tough it's... game, isn't it? Tough game because neither of them would have predicted each other to be there. Really, I think.
0: I don't think so. But it's it's. It's a good. It's it's a continuation from last season for Hibs, which is good for them. Uh, kudos. I think you've always said that on their day, what a good little team they can be. Um, and maybe they're just realizing that this year, perhaps um, benefiting from. I'm going to have a go at them again, but Wimbledon Commoners and Wolves, perhaps not not continuing from their momentum from last season too. Wimbledon Commoners, unlucky not to be promoted. Uh, from League One last season. Don't forget, uh, an excellent year, Marcus Lipton semi-finalists uh, and missing out on promotion from Bob Dixon League One to the Championship.
1: And missing out on the Lipton Cup final as well. Yeah. Losing in the semi-final after who yeah. they've beaten. So, yeah, it's um that was a double whammy. I know we keep harping on about that, but uh, equally, you know, we keep giving him praise for the win against Sporting Continentals. So we do give it out and take it back in equal measure. I suppose we're fair and mm. consistent like that, aren't we? Hurting well, I am, I don't know about you. <laughs> don't, t- stop trying to get me blocked by Wimbledon <laughs> Commoners. <laughs> but it's not going to make any difference. I'm
0: still trying to win South London back. <laughs> uh, what do I think of this one? I think this is going to be a Desmond.
1: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I'm yeah, going for I a desmond.
0: I know you always—you don't like me sitting on the fence. I'm not going to but...
1: knock you on that. I can—I can see that. Obviously, you know the, the records are identical, aren't they, for the teams in terms of wins, draws, losses, numbers of games played, numbers of points on the board, goal differences, very much similar. Yeah. There's nothing to call between them. So yeah, I can see absolutely why you've gone for the, uh, gone for the old tribute there. I think that's tribute. fair enough.
0: I have to give a tribute to the man tribute himself. Result. Every now and again, and we'll see what the boys on the uh, the Sunday League Show Extra. Think about that one. I think that's going to be either side and draws um, throughout, throughout I the mean, predictors.
1: I mean, the only other thing I just want to just chuck in, they played obviously the opening game of the season and that was a 1-1 draw. So well, maybe that was a sign, of, even back on the 4th of September, maybe that was a sign of things to come.
0: <laughs> maybe. Uh, good luck to both teams. Anyway, two teams really putting the cat amongst the pigeons in the Bob Dixon League 1. Uh, with some very, very good teams all the way down from through the league. Wimbledon Commoners, Barking Mad, Wimbledon Wolves, London Hibs, Kudos, Sellers, South London. That's a very, very good division.
1: They're one. all good divisions.
0: No. Right. <laughs> uh, third game is a League Three fixture. Oh, yeah, you'll
1: love this one. You'll love this one.
0: A very, very good game, this one. Uh, Magpie Recruitment. Um, partners of the podcast so we're so unashamed- no biased no, no bias. I'm, I'm unashamedly biased when it comes to uh magpie recruitment uh and francis and and uh, the lads at magpie they're playing dara um so this is and this is a big big game for Mike magpie recruitment with so many games for them to catch up on uh goal uh, uh, games in hand should i say um they need to start winning they do have that one loss uh, just as a as a reminder and and to humble them into not taking anyone for granted. Uh, after five games, the Magpie recruitment boys have four wins and one loss. Uh, Thirty four goals scored. That puts them <laughs> as the second highest goal scorers, even with three games less played than the top goal scorers in the league, who just happen to be Dara oh. uh, first team. Uh, Magpies goal difference plus twenty one uh, and a twelve point haul from there. 15 uh, from out of 15 points available, not bad uh, for the lads. Uh, they play Dara, um, they're third in the division, eight games played, um, four wins, one draw, and three losses. Uh, 38 goals scored in eight games is very nearly uh, five goals a game, uh, but 27 conceded. Uh, that they're amongst the highest conceders uh, in the league, only uh, Ribblesdale Rovers. Um, uh, have conceded more than conceders.
1: Is that a word? It is now. I love that conceders. Barrett oh. Ballam,
0: Ballam, Mariners have conceded 31 and Ribblesdale 35.
1: But yeah, after that, it's uh Dara. Okay, so what did we have last week? Quagmire. And what's the other one did we have last week? There was another one. Uh, there was oh, two... um,
0: oh, what was it?
1: There was two buzzwords, so maybe we it need to have fantastic
0: um... word. There was a fantastic word.
1: I've forgotten it now.
0: Oh, I don't keep the matricules, but it was sent from. It was, it was from the yeah, yeah, it was.
1: concedable.
0: <laughs> a conceder. I don't know if that is a word, but I've made. I've created. I, I a word like
1: today. it. I. I really like it. It should be a word
0: if it isn't. I Let's agree. You're
1: not going to convert me though, like you did with cup set. You're not going <laughs> to quite convert me.
0: Right. Magpies' last few games, and, and they've played a lot of football in County Cups, which won't count, which we won't see on the uh, Southern Sunday uh, full-time page. So we have to go back to the 13th of November till their last game in, in the Marcus Lipton Cup, and it was a 13-1 win uh, against East Putney. Uh, before that, in the Marcus Lipton, on the 16th of October, they beat Club Football Vowel
1: 8-0. No but- league game, look, since the previous... Matt, Matt, um- look at that 9th of october and that was against dara Dara. a six
0: a six one defeat by uh two dara fc was magpies last league game as graham correctly said on the 9th of october um is that far enough away to be to live in our memory no
1: um it's it's irrelevant completely Uh, irrelevant it,
0: it is now because momentum and all that stuff seems to be gone. Um, the top sharpshooters for magpie recruitment, Ross Cheatham or Cheatham has 18 in 6. Absolutely ridiculous. Sammy Ridette has 12 in seven, Tom Neal, 10 in six, Elliot Atiazi has five Can I just five. say on
1: Sammy Ridette while you're just there, it's 12 in 12. No, 12 goals in seven. 15 assists.
0: 15 assists. 27 goal involvements for Sammy Redett. Sorry,
1: I just saw that and that just jumped out the page at me. Wow. Yeah,
0: fantastic returns. Uh, Josh Brook, four in five. Uh, Ryan, Max, Sam, Ben, Scott and Ibrahim all with individual uh, notches for Magpie recruitment. Their opponents on Sunday are Dara, don't forget the last team and one of the only teams to, to um, put an uh, put a one in the uh, L column of Magpie recruitment uh, in the league for a hell of a long time.
1: Dara's Interestingly love, though, love, interesting yeah. that 9th of October, this is back-to-back league games between the two teams and we're playing it on the 29th of January. <laughs> it's back-to-back league fixtures. Mental. How mad does that yeah, sound?
0: That is mad. Uh, Dara have had um, three... Uh, a winless, a, a a a lossless run in their last few games in the league. Um, a five three defeat to uh, of Wandsworth Warriors that was the last game they played in the league in the on the fourth of December. A good win against Wandsworth Warriors. There uh, they beat Ribblesdale Rovers eight two. You'd eight to have been Ribblesdale Rovers on the twentieth of November. Mm. Dara got the job done, mm. and Clapham Chiefs. Uh, with the opposition on the thirteenth of November. Remember when we used to play football every week, Graham?
1: Uh, <laughs> I've been asleep since then. I think I've been—I think I've been abused by since then.
0: <laughs> a one-all draw against Clapham Chiefs—the um, the third of their last few fixtures. So two wins and a draw for Dara, uh, their current uh, league run. Uh, their top goal scorer is Akin Alatoon, has um, seventeen and nine. David Arrow. Has 10 in 9. Miles Crowell has 3 in 6. Uh, Sanchez Harris has 2 in 7. Reese Morgan, 2 in 4. Charlie Williams, uh, 2 in 7. Peter, James, Kwaku, Zeal, Jordan, and Mason, all with individual uh, goals for Dara. Um, it's going to be a tough game for both of these teams. I think Dara did have, no, not Dara, Magpie had a County Cup win in the last couple of yep. weeks, haven't they? Yeah. Yep. So they're probably coming off of this game, a little bit more warmed up into this game, a little bit warmed up with a little bit of fire in their belly, because they won't, they'll want to at least avenge that previous defeat in the season. Not only was it a defeat, but they were handily dispatched that day by Dara 6-1. Um, they're going to go for this, aren't they Magpie? They have Oh, to. they
1: have to. No, no they have to. Um, yeah. Dara have got obviously points on the board, but Magpie have got games in hand. <laughs> Magpie are going to be back in County Cup action the following week. So they're not going to want to take uh, dropped points into that game against uh, Clapham Wanderers on the 5th of Feb, I believe. I'm refereeing that game, so I should know. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're well, you're, going to want to... You're,
0: you're, not, you're never not on County Cup um no, they seem you? to
1: like me at the no they sorry i face him to like me at the moment so um um they're using me to whittle all the games down and then they're going to bring in their uh, level fours yeah, and their level happens. threes to come in and do the finals yeah, so uh it. yeah why not use me as the cannon fodder to whittle it down at least i get the pleasure of two Southern sunday teams that are two brilliant teams so the pleasure is all mine really i guess um Yeah, no, I I think this is an intriguing game. I think the six one is irrelevant. Um, Obviously, both clubs been through very different journeys since then. I think they're in different places. Um, Magpie, I do think will have to try and get the win um, in the win column, um, really, to try and get back up, uh, get back up the table. They won't want to be uh, liking that they're hanging around in sixth place. And um, you know, equally, you know, we know the talent of Dari. You know, I've been talking them up right since the, the start of the season and. They, they are capable of handing out another defeat and, and giving Magpie sort of back-to-back defeats. They are capable of doing it. They've got the players. I think the, the firepower, if you look at both teams, if I think both teams firepower, I think the scorers have got to be on top form. I think if, if there's any, un, any unavailability or they're not firing on all cylinders, I think that's possibly where the game, I think for me, is going to be won and lost. So <laughs> the interesting thing is though if they're all filering on all cylinders then we are going to have a blockbuster of a fixture yeah. so um, I like both teams I've got a lot of respect for both teams they've got a lot of individual talent there I, I like the management of both teams as well so um, go out and enjoy it boys and uh, yeah go and smash it it's a good pitch over at um, over at Colette's as well so no excuses for sort of blaming pitches or anything football really has got to be the winner out of that it's a fantastic fantastic game
0: Agreed. 13 games played between the two teams. Only one draw earned, and that was a Dara draw against somebody. We saw that earlier, didn't we? A draw against uh, a draw against Clapham Chiefs, but no draws on the board for Magpie. So I'm discounting a, a draw being a, a result in this one. I am going to unashamedly back uh, Francis and all the lads. I'm going to go Magpie. I don't think it's going to be a flip of the 6-1. Uh, loss
1: no but, way no
0: but i am going to go 3-1 to magpie recruitment
1: okay Have could, dara, easily, could have, easily be free one the other way it
0: could be uh have dara played any football lately no nope. uh, in, in outside competitions nope so they're going into this cold from the 4th of december
1: well cold is being the operative word yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I think Magpie Except from-
1: Except Ashley is abroad at the moment and he's in like 30 degree temperatures so he's not going to be at the game on Sunday and uh, he kind of cursed me for putting like one of the biggest games of their season on but obviously in this situation this is a rearranged game it wasn't uh, originally supposed to go ahead but uh, Magpie was supposed to play Sheen Park Rangers this week but I think for a second time now they're Middlesex County Cup game was called off, so that's now rolled over. So we, this is a real bonus game. So sorry to Ashley. I know you're abroad in thirty degree heats so I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry.
0: He's gone for some winter training. He went. Well, he,
1: obviously, with what's gone on with the family there and whatever, he absolutely deserves to get some sun on his back. And absolutely. Um, um, I think that's the the least that that life I uh, owes in really at the moment. So um yeah, mm. thinking of you, mate, while you're out there. But uh hopefully you're getting some sun on your back and um a good time and the boys will uh put in a full shift for you. I know they will um in your absence on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, 3-1, my prediction for magpie recruitment in this one. Good luck to both teams, as Graham says. Um both teams uh doing well this year in league three. Right. Last but not least. Uh, I get to talk about two teams who I praise quite a lot in this division. League six is the destination. Uh, UBL CFC uh, old boys against Ram is the game. Um, UBL CFC have been a team. I I think it's their name really that just caught my eye uh, back in the day when we first started covering um, the Southern Sunday, probably 14 in 14 months ago now, and and they, they they seem to do really well. That that's no different this year. They find themselves third in League Six after seven games, four wins uh, and three losses. Sadly, looking a little bit like the best of the rest when you look at the uh, points haul uh, for their team. They're playing and South City sit on top of the table. UBL CFC potentially um, are going to need to win this, uh, and I think then so. they still need snookers against the Ram team, who are second with seven played. Uh, Five wins, a draw and a loss for them, but massive improvements, as we've said most weeks um, about Ram. Their goal difference is plus eight, UBL CFC plus four. Four points separating the two teams. Ram in the automatic promotion places from League Six, UBL CFC to go up at the moment. uh, We'll need some jiggery-pokery by uh, Sir Graham Rodber and the constitution writers in the summer, if that was to happen.
1: Well, you never know what's going to happen. You never I know. Never say never.
0: Never say never, but it can't be assumed if you're outside.
1: No, you've got to do the business, and um, yeah. yeah, you've got to do what um AFC South London did last year: just keep hammering on the door and get as close as you can. And you never know if an opening is going to go there. And when you're given in the op- when you're given the opening, you have to take it with both hands, and that's exactly <laughs> what they've done. So it, it can be done again.
0: Absolutely right. UBL CFC's last few fixtures, uh, they they haven't played since the 4th of December. They go into this one cold. They did have. The game postponed um, in uh, the, in the middle, middle of January yeah. uh, against Wiregate Robots. And sadly, um, they they were given, they gave South City a home walkover. Um, I'm guessing that's some administration.
1: No, no, they couldn't get a team out. They couldn't get a team out for the game. And uh, they declared before the weather declared the game off, they'd already declared their unavailability. So um, they lost the game, I'm afraid.
0: Their last few on the pitch, then a 3-1 win over Junction Elite Thirds, a 4-0 win over Junction Elite Thirds the week before that, or the, yeah, the, the week before that, and then on the 13th of November, Ram and UBL CFC met uh, in the league, and it was a 6-0 win to Ram on that day, so uh, right wrongs need to be right by, uh, made right by the UBL CFC boys this week. Interesting. Uh, we've had two sort of grudge matches in our last two fixtures. Uh, the top goal scorers For UBL CFC, Freddie Campbell, five and three, Thomas Stalk um, delivering four goals in four games. Adam Becksmith, three in one. Uh, Andre, Tim, Michael, Oliver, Harry, Nick, Jake and Dominic, all with individual goals for the UBL CFC. Lads, let's have a look at Ram. Uh, An unbelievable season considering Um, they were sort of relegation fodder for most of last season, or they were relegated from league five. I was going to say they
1: went down. Yeah,
0: they were relegated. They, they, they were crowd.
1: actual fodder. They weren't literally <laughs> they, fodder. They yeah. were bang on. <laughs> they were relegated. <laughs> fodder. Deservedly so. And actually <laughs> yeah. it's been good for them.
0: It has their last few games. Uh, they played on the 15th of January. They won two nil against Clapham Common. The week before that, they won two one against Clapham Common too. Perhaps their league form is potentially being bolstered by a kind, a, an almost favourable run of fixtures, I want to say.
1: Well, back-to-back games against Clapham Common there is the fact that both teams play in the league pitch scheme and both teams play at Clapton Common. So, Clapham Common actually, I think Ram actually posted this last week for everybody that knocks it. It's been pretty good since the um, turn of the year about getting games on. Um, I think it's been on every week apart from, I think, last, um, obviously last week. So, fair enough. Um, yeah, they wish they could play Clapham Common every week.
0: Yeah, that'll be all the cabbages soaking up all the water in the Absolutely. in the grass.
1: <laughs> it's got good drainage there. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of grass on the pitches, but the drainage over the years has been pretty good. Someone yeah. said that they'd gone over with some sort of machine with like big forks on it. And when yeah. you got over there, you could really see like holes. Yeah. Where they'd, um, I, I want to call it a rotivator is what I want to call it, but I'm not sure whether that's the right manufactural terms so if anybody thinks that that is right then email me if they think that's wrong then email andrew <laughs> fuck,
0: fuck them uh, <laughs> and then, the last one of their last the last result of their last three games was a 2-1 win against the afc putney 11 boys so that's three wins from the last three games ram go into this in terrific form their top goal scorers this season craig lamb five in five henry arthur three in six, Al Jones, three in six, Uh, Jack O'Callaghan has three in one game. They'll wish he could get, he could play a bit more. Joe Pennell has three in eight, Kit Greengrass uh, has two in nine, Thomas Greengrass um, has two in nine. The green, green grass of home is Ram for those boys. Uh, Edward, Ben, Jack, George, Omar and Luke all have individual goals for Ram. This is a tough one to call. This uh, all, all we've got to go by is a big Ram win against the UBL CFC boys, and the fact that they struggle and the UBL CFC boys struggled to get a team out for a recent game. Are the squad dwindling? Is the tough winter to gonna gonna hurt the UBL CFC boys? In a week, they need to get a win to keep uh, in touch with Ram. A win here would stretch Rams' points. Um Better, but they'll be seven points better off on the back of a win here, and it would push them uh, five points um, behind uh, South City. So, Ram, if they do have title aspirations, will want to win this as well. This is a tough one to call, Graham.
1: Well, that's why I've chucked it in there because I don't want you to have it easy every week, do I?
0: No, and no, you don't. Um, God,
1: I mean, Ram have got a real opportunity, haven't they? They can put real distance between themselves and UBLFC with this result. Um, so I I almost feel, I almost feel it's more of a, a must win for UBLFC than it is for Ram. But they will both be looking at it as a must win. Um, yeah, th- no draws either from UBLFC this season, and only one from Ram, which yeah. suggests to me that it's going to be tight. And it's 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 probably going to go one way or the other. It's probably going to be an odd goal in it that they're, they're going to nick it. I mean, you look at. The goals for it's 20 and 19 in favour of Ram. Goals against, 12 and 15. Again, there's not a lot in that. I, I just think it's a fascinating, intriguing, intriguing tie. And uh, as I said, I don't think there's going to be a lot in it. Um, yeah, it was in, in the Lipton. I think these two teams played earlier on in the season and it was a draw and it was a Ram win on penalties. So that's a bit of an indicator about how yeah. tight that it is going to be. Um, pure footballing game, this one. Um, so... If you're, not, if you're not going to watch any of the other games and you just want to have a look at a game this week, I think this is going to be one of the more intriguing games, obviously, in the divisions. Um, good luck to you and the predictors with this, uh, Andrew. It's it's going to go one way or the other by the odd goal. That's just how I see it. I think so
0: too. I, I, and I am going to go for the Ramboys, and that upsets me, because not because I dislike them, but because um, I like UBL CFC since we've been covering it, covering them and the league. Um, Remember, celebrating one team's win isn't celebrating another team's loss. We need to understand that sometimes. It seems to be uh, a theme with social media that if we celebrate in one team winning, it means that we dislike or or I don't like another team. That's not the case. Um, Ram, I think are going to win this. I'm going to go with... Let's have a look. I'm going to go 3-1 to Ram.
1: Okay. It
0: seems to be their average, they've perhaps conceded... Mate, free, I'm going to change it, 3-2 to Ram.
1: Yeah, I can see that, which is the odd the old goal in that. I can see that. 3-2
0: uh, to Ram. Just looking,
1: sorry, at the last league fixture, actually, 13th of November, Ram won it 6 nil. Yep. That's yep. not going to happen.
0: No, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, UBL CFC have averaged just under three a game scored. Uh, Rams, Ram have a better uh, defence, 12... 12 conceded in 7 so less than 2 uh, UBL CFC have conceded over 2 a game 3-2 so to, to Ram is my prediction for that one as Graham said that's a tough one I think the boys on the um, prediction show will that's find that's going to
1: split isn't it that's going to yeah. go probably 50-50 I think either way I think that's going to be a bit of a um, what do they call it on a boxing match is it called a split decision I'm not sure yeah. I don't yeah. watch boxing it's called a split decision isn't it
0: it is yep. yeah
1: okay I've got something right today at least <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you started... Don't no need started... to email anyone about that one. <laughs> you started the week as you mean to go on. Uh, that's Absolutely. Good. Right, let's have a look at the fixtures from Sunday the night, the 29th of January or a pick of the fixtures from each of the divisions and I'm assuming uh, some cup fixtures.
1: Loads uh, of cup of games, both. loads so of let, cup games.
0: Let's have a look. In the prem, in the Supreme Trophies Ground or Premier Division, Clapham Rovers go against Lazio. Um, a game both teams will be looking... Uh, to get some points from, I imagine. That's very winnable for both teams, given their start of the season. Um, so that one, that, that, where that one's going to end up, that is anyone's guess. In the Match Arc Tony Eldridge Championship, Junction Elite Firsts go up against Cosmos United. Uh, the way Cosmos have started the season, that could be uh, a long day for them against a very good Junction Elite Firsts. That's a good game, that one, actually. Uh, in the Bob Dixon League One, uh, games of the day, we've spoken about Ludden Hibs against Kudos, but Sellers to go up against Wimbledon Wolves in another intriguing uh, fixture. Good luck, gents. In the Vulture Sports League 2, uh, game of the day um, is, a, is a tough one to pick. Club Football Vale against Putney Paces, probably the eye in one. Um, two teams desperate for wins, I imagine, Graham, in that
1: mm, one. Definitely. Club Football Vale, especially.
0: Uh, League 3, we've spoken about Maguire against Dara. Uh, that's the pick of the games um, for sure. Sporting Crabs, Ribblesdale Rovers, two teams who will want points. Yeah, two.
1: bottom of the table, clash that one.
0: A good game. Uh Joseph, Plumbing and Heaton, League 4. Uh, Q Antigua, Q Antigua against Sporting Wepper game. It catches the eye. Southside United against Junction League Seconds. Also a good game. All three good games uh, in League 4 this week. Parthenope, top deck. Another good game. Unlucky to miss out. Good Game division,
1: it's a good division and yeah. that's why I like the Cup, I like the new Donovan Thomas format, I think um the games are going to be played very differently in the Cup to how they are in the league and I think what's already gone on is just to be a complete reset of a new competition yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to that when that starts, I have to say.
0: Agreed uh, League 5 games of the day Bell and Badgers against Mitchum Strollers uh, an interesting fixture in League 6 uh, Pick, uh take your pick, we've done UBL CFC against Ram, we've highlighted that one Uh, South City, Clapham Common could be uh, a a heavy defeat for the Clapham boys, sadly. Um, And Westminster Force against LMT. Which LMT is going to turn up on Sunday against Westminster Force? We'll guess we'll see next week on the podcast. Uh, In League 7, pick of the games Rosendale Sports against Olympic Mayonnaise is a good little game. ACT Arantes against Mundial B. Can ACT Arantes put uh, a 1 in the L column uh, and keep League 7? Um, ticking over for the rest of the teams. Um, that would be a tough ask for the boys. Uh Southwest Athletic against Syndicate, a good game too. In League Eight, um, Masvida against East Putney, uh, is a good game. And Junction League false against Bellum and Clapham Albion. Also, Dara Reserves against Peckham Cosmos. Peckham Cosmos looking to get some points on the board for the season. Uh low no League Nine games this week, but we do have one. Uh top grassroots league 10 the best division in the southern sunday dynamo london's going up against champions uh title potential contenders, yeah, 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 yeah. tenders exonians <laughs> they're not promotion <laughs> candidates no, they're in the top they're yeah, in I'm it, they're
1: in it. i'm bloody calling
0: in them it. out i expect they're i expect a social media backlash for that but um
1: yeah
0: uh the dylan rigglebert trophy the draw made on the podcast um a few weeks ago oh, a couple of last week
1: last yep. week Perfect. No, week before, wasn't
0: it? Week before last
1: no, two weeks off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Old Sotonians, Brick Sustain, a standout fixture uh in the early in the early rounds. Renegades against Junction League under 23s, both teams looking at that uh, as winnable. South London peak and junction league fifths likewise, very equal. Uh and Broomwood against Clap- International to Football Clapham uh, is a good little game. And the Ken Bailey Cup, uh, AC uh, AFC South London against Norton. Uh, looks one sided on paper, and Harbert Rovers against Barkhamad is a lovely little fixture. Uh, yep. In the self grassroots Marcus Lipton Cup, where the cup set's coming from this week, Merton Athletic take on Clapham Wanderers. Uh, there's potential there uh, for a cup set of salt swag against Rygate Robots. Um, the robots are going to have to be at hundred percent, and hope swag have have an off day, I think, to get anyone anything from that game. Uh, St Andrews Venetia Dons has potential. Uh, St. Andrew's not kicked a ball for such a long time, it seems. Um, Vinicius Don's hoping to catch them cold. Uh, And West Norwood against AFC Ballam. Neither team, really much to talk about this season. And we've seen AFC Ballam knocked out of cups um, by a lower-placed opposition or beaten in cups by lower-placed opposition this season. West Norwood will be taking um, inspiration from that uh, in the Chairman's Cup, we must be getting near the last games of this competition. You say week.
1: this every week, but the games keep getting called off every week, Andrew. We know we're nowhere near closer than what we were the last time you said it. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh, AFC Malt Lake <laughs> against Old Town is a great game. Uh, Wandsworth Warriors against Argentina, another good one. And Bluebirds, Vauxhall Virgins. God, that's a great game. That is unlucky not to make our uh, Games of the Week this week. Frank Blundstone Cup, Albion London Ravens is an all-championship tie. That's a good little game. in London Northcote. Uh, go against AFC Poplar Rovers in the Graham Rodber Shield, and last but not least, as we've spoken about earlier in the podcast, and sorry we didn't dig into the detail, guys. We did, um, we did highlight this game not so long ago. Sporting Continental take on uh, Carpet in the Frank Blundstone Cup. Graham, my friend, where are you this weekend? What game will you not be on the something? list?
1: Not on the oh, list. Oh, you're on Surrey Cup. You're on Surrey Cup. I'm rolled over. I'm rolled over, and I have the pleasure of Southwest Rangers and Grand Athletic on the uh, Sunday. So uh, that will be an intriguing tie, as I'm sure uh, listeners and viewers and followers of these such matters will testify.
0: <clears throat> well, good luck in your game, and, and a first a first experience of a of a Super League team, I imagine.
1: Well, um it will be. Um it'll be their first experience of Mr. Robber. So um, you know, it's uh, it's mutual.
0: <laughs> mate, I wish you all the very best. Thank you again for recording the section. Well, that's not
1: bad. Bearing in mind we only got three games played. We've gone and covered all sorts of different topics. So hopefully it's um it's been a good listen for everyone.
0: Hopefully. See you, mate, and have a good week.
1: And you have a great one.
0: Now over to Roger, and a reduced Croydon Municipal section. Uh, yeah, just yeah. two games, sadly played yesterday. Weather beat us to it. We thought weather were gonna, was going to beat us to one of these games as well, but they managed to get it on, so to speak.
3: Yeah. They did, yes,
0: yes. Uh, oh, the the Town Woodside game. Let's start there, Roger, and go with um, and talk about this one. This one was a delayed kickoff from half ten. Till half twelve, they managed to find a referee who gave the pitch the okay, and the game yep. has gone ahead. So yes. than against Woodside, yeah. Good news for the it's good news to get some games played at least, I guess.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um I, I joked with the sales and sound guys after the match that that they want the game to be called off. Still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I'm very surprised at the result. I'm surprised the game went ahead. Um, but, you know, the referees made that call and the pitch was playable and the game went ahead. So, yeah, Woodside will be delighted. Selves Town, that's uh, two losses in a row for them.
0: Two losses that we weren't expecting. A 5-1 loss for the Selsdon Town boys last week yeah. against Addiscombe Casuals and a 2-1 defeat this week against Woodside. They're in a good place at the minute, Woodside. They won't be fearing anyone. They, they play gold coaching uh, next week, which we'll talk about uh shortly because uh, we're just gonna go through from these two results yesterday in, straight into the predictions uh for next week. Um but yeah John from the OBDSFL apparently was the referee the Woodside boys messaged me earlier. So um perhaps a familiar face to the quid and uh the quid and uh, crowd.
3: Yeah. Yeah good old John. Um yeah I mean I mean like I said I know the game was moved from from Pearly Way as well to Ashburton uh playing fields um because the pitch over there wasn't w- wasn't as bad as 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 what perley wavers supposedly was so yeah game was played um woodside like you said in a good place and and, and picking up some wins um yeah got their they're riding high and confidence at the
0: moment yeah 1-0 down at half time as well to selsdon uh and turning that round 2-0 in the second half in the senior cup they go through to the next round well done to woodside that's a really good result for them uh the second game of the day, Cordon United against Sandersted, A Division 2 game and a little bit in this one, I think. Last time these two played, Rog, Sandestead won 8-2 uh, and it was all on social media yesterday. Cordon United saying it was a very tasty result for them yesterday. 6-0 the win against Sandsted. Tremendous banter between the two clubs. Uh, more of that, please, gents. That was fantastic. Um, But a really good win for Cordon United against third place, at the start of the day yesterday Saunders so did that's a really really good result
3: fantastic result absolutely fantastic result um it's I, i'm pleased to see colin united picking up wins again um you know they they second half of last season i think they they picked up some form and 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 they got some good results started off this season you know a bit up and down yeah. um but yeah what what a fantastic result that was 6-0 um no fluke um, I'm hoping that, that that their season goes the same way as it did last year but the second half of the season they start picking up more points because um, they're, they're a good they seem a good bunch of lads to Croydon United good bunch of lads so yeah I'm pleased for them
0: yeah absolutely a good bunch of lads when we had them on the podcast really uh, really sort of uh, excited about how their club's going to grow and, and how they've been doing and getting it off the ground and all that stuff um, a sad result for Sanestead in a way but just for them to be playing football Um, is a real positive uh, anyway after starting again, essentially over the summer. Um, But yeah, 6-0, as Roger said, uh, that's no fluke at all. (laughs) No fluke at all. Uh, Well done to the Cuerden United boys. Um, Roger, before we go into next week's fixtures, um, what is the, what's the sort of future? What's it looking like with the Cuerden Municipal in terms of double bankers and and that type of thing? Are Are they on the horizon
3: Oh yes, um uh, you know, as a committee we were was having this conversation uh I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday, Sunday probably. Um when we said that that's that it's it's inevitable now. Um, you know, all, all all it's gonna take is, you know, another couple of weeks of bad weather. You know, we've still got, you know, April showers or whatever. So then that would that would that, that would will, that will write the season right off. So it's inevitable. Um I th- I think that double bankers will be played within the next coming weeks, I'm I'm almost certain of it. Um it's unfortunate for teams that that happens to, but you know if we want to get this season completed um then it just has to happen um
0: is there yeah, any is there any thought process behind who the double bankers will be played against? Are you trying to avoid teams yeah. at the top or can you not yes yeah, so, okay
3: yeah i know russell i know russell would, would, would wants to try and avoid teams that are sort of involved in a in in a title race or a relegation scrap because um you know it may be a bit unfair on them, but um yeah, yeah so where he can russell will will sort of leave them teams alone um but the rest unfortunately um yeah it's it it will happen
0: um we do need them now, don't we
3: uh, yeah absolutely yeah, like I said, it only only takes now for another couple of weeks of bad weather and 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 then the seasons are right. so yeah, it's unfortunate, but we've lost too many weeks now this this season it's it's uh yeah it's become a bit of a joke.
0: Noted. Thank you for the update. I think that's the Queer Municipal. Um, the Southern Sunday and Westfar all looking at double bankers in February. And it has to be now. I think it does have to be now. We don't want to leave it till May or uh, April or May and have t- uh, 12, 10, 12 games on midweeks. Potentially not feasible, are they due to costs? Uh, so uh, um and player availability. So yeah, double bankers, it has to be. Yeah. Right. The four games of the week as chosen by Roger, the man himself uh, four good games. Uh, some games we have reviewed quite recently. I think one yep. of the games we were supposed to, um, one of the games we were supposed to see this week. Uh, we've put it back in again uh, because yep. it, def- it definitely deserved to be. Um, so we'll get to that. We may not go into such an in-depth uh, analysis of that one as we normally do because, um, we would have done that last week potentially so uh they'll start at the top and, and work our way through game number 1 is in the michael donovan premier division and that is bosjean taking on Selsdon town now a couple of weeks ago um this was this would have been uh, a lot more closer in my thoughts uh, in terms of a uh, result than it has been now two bad results on the spin uh for selston town puts this game for me uh, a bit in doubt on bosjean's last game was a loss mm-hmm. against um your galacticos as well so both teams despite it has to be said both teams have had a good season so far selzden getting themselves back to corda municipal uh, games and bosjam having an outstanding season in the league um it's a bad couple of weeks for both teams so let's have a look um at their form the home team in this one is bosjam uh, they've played 5 1 4 drawn 1 and lost none in the league, a plus eight goal difference and 13 points from fifth out of 15. Uh, that's a good start for them. Don't forget the only team to have beaten Querdin JFC in the league so far this season. Only jam and Spartans, um, Spartans CMSFL are the two unbeaten teams in the Michael Donovan Premier. jam's last few games, a 4-2 defeat on the 15th of January in the Surrey Cup. Um, a uh, 5-3 win, in the, in the in the county cup against Berrylands United was the one before that, and then a loss in the county cup. Uh, I think that's London uh, against Farnborough Old Boys from the OBDSFL senior. So that's three county cup games, their last few games, uh, and only one win in their last three. Not the best uh, of, of uh, times for Boss Jam, but over the course of the season, as I say, it's been good. Curtis Pikes is their top man with five in four, Orlando Smith has four in four. Jordan Joseph's three in five, and Tyrell Kelvin and Ray Anthony have one goal each for the boys. They call Bosham. Uh, their opponents uh, this weekend, uh, Selsden, have a decent have had a decent start. Six games, two wins and four losses for Selsden. A minus six goal difference, a six point return from eighteen. Uh, they'll be worried about these last two results for them conceding. Uh, seven goals uh, while they're at it in their last two games. They have been a 2-1 defeat to Selz- uh, to Woodside, a 5-1 defeat to Addiscombe Casuals uh, and a 2-1 win against LSU Lions in the County Cup. An impressive win uh, for Selsden, uh, but those two recent defeats are no good. Uh, Harvey Morton has nine in five. Lewis Barker has seven in seven. Andre Smith has three in four. Ashley Adoremi has two in five. Uh, Mason Hick has two in seven. Cody Sweeney two in five. Brandon Owen two in seven. Uh, Liam James, Louis, Reese, Jake, and Charlie and George all have individual goals. Fourteen different scorers for Selsden is not a bad uh, is not a bad place for them to be in. But Rog, as I said, both teams going into this in in a bit slightly ropey form. It has to be said. Um, yep. This one not easy to predict at all. Uh, I, I can see why you're throwing it in because yeah. uh, there's there's not much in it. Uh, is boss um, uh, is boss our boss jam going to have a one in their L column come five o'clock Sunday? That's a very good question. Oh.
3: I can't my see worry, it. My worry for Celson is that the goal seems to have dried up of late. Um, you know, going back a couple of months ago, they they, they were they were scoring goals. For fun, I think they were scoring sort of four or five goals a game. Yeah. Um, the last three, the last three games, they've only scored four goals in total. So um, the goals have dried up, and they're conceding as well. Um, Boscham, I know that I know their recent form hasn't been great, but they've been county cups. It's it's hard to gauge. Um yeah. I yeah, I just think. I just think Bosch jam this season seemed to be just just to seem to be on it this season where it come, yep. when it comes to Croydon form I, I, and for that reason I'm gonna I'm gonna they're gonna hate me for certain boys for saying this I think bosch jam might Nick this one um oh. I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say three one to Bosch
0: jam oh do you know what I was hovering over three I knew you were gonna <laughs> I knew you was gonna do three one. <laughs> Something tells me we've been speaking about football results for far too long. I knew exactly what you were going to go for. Um, I think it's going to be a tighter game than that. I'm going to go 2-1 to Bozjam. Just worried about Selsden's form. And as you say, the conceded goals over the last um, couple of games is is a bit much for, for the Selsden boys. I don't know what's going on. Um, mm. Fully expect uh, a, a 2-1 win for Selsden uh, as well, to be fair. Either, either way. Uh, this could be um either way this could be um a salesden win so
3: mm-hmm. absolutely
0: yeah ah on to the next one gold coaching against woodside a division one game uh, we've said it before and we'll say it again any game from division one any f- com- combination of any combination of games uh, in div one could end up being uh, on games of the week this week as I say, goal coaching against Woodside, Woodside beating uh, Selston town this weekend, just gone, uh, gold coaching didn't play, but they have a good win against Santola, uh, not too long ago on their record. Uh, their, their season so far, a seven game, uh, look, uh seven game, uh, return with no losses at 19 of 21 points, one plus 20 goal difference. It's pretty different. Is pretty, uh, pretty excellent. Uh, Woodside, their league campaign, is starting to look really good. Seven games played, five wins and two losses. Just a plus six goal difference uh, from seven games uh, from five wins. That shows it, econ- they're pretty economical with their goals. Uh, goal coaching's last few games, a 4-1 win over Santola, a 5-0 win in a County Cup over AFC Rio, uh, and a 3 all draw in the league against the awkward Kaizen they on their day as good as anyone. Uh, the goal coaching goal scorers, uh, 14 goals in six games, has Niall Kelly, Bradley Legg as three and two, Harley Allen, two and five, um, Edward Murray, two and one, Michael Priest, two and six, uh, Umad Raymond, two in five, uh, Ewan, Billy, Joseph and Aaron with individual goals for the goal coaching boys. Woodside, their last few games, a 2-1 win over Selsden in the Senior Cup. Uh, a 4-2 win over Surrey Park Rangers and a 1-0 win over South Sea Wanderers. You've got to go back to the 30th of October for Woodside's last loss, but they're in a good a good run of uh, wins at the moment uh, with four on the bounce mm. in all comp- in all competitions. Pretty decent. They've also scored uh, 10 goals in those four games. So things are picking up for the Woodside boys. Um, Matthew Carter is their top man with 11-9. in Samuel Oliadi has five and eight. Charlie Christian has three and six. Uh, Jamie Wincup, two in seven. Seth and Liam with individual uh, notches for Woodside. I'll go first on this one.
3: Yeah, because I was going to ask you to.
0: <sighs> Woodside are in a really, really good place, but I don't know if there is anyone in as good a place as goal coaching in the whole of the uh, Cuerda municipal at the moment after that win with with santola they've dominated santola twice yeah. um it's going to be a tight one it's going to be a tight game um but uh, and what a game by the way this is this is the this is a, the best one uh in the of the day uh, on sunday uh this is a league fixture i'm going to go gold coaching but it's going to be tight uh, i'm going to go uh 2-1 to goal coaching. But again, it could easily be the other way for uh for Woodside. This is such a tough game to call.
3: Absolutely. Uh I was I was I was leaning towards a 2-1 as well. Um yeah Woodside are in a very good place at the moment and they they're they're getting results. Um none more impressive than a 2-1 that sells them but goal coaching just, just they just they're just going about their business um, mm. Mm. whatever's been thrown in their way so far the season they've, they've, they've handled it um, I'm going to say do uh, I sit on the fence I'm, I'm going to go with a goal coaching win I'm going to say
0: 3-2 3-2 mm. fair enough uh, this is a really good game and uh, I, I think this will, this will be a split a split pick later on in the week with the uh the Sunday league show extra predictors that I can see this one uh split splitting the pack despite goal coaching being pretty dominant so far. Woodside getting that game in this week, just might get the, the Christmas cobwebs out of their legs and up for another game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might put them in good stead. But let's wait and see. Um, good luck to both teams. Um, the third game, Croydon United hot off of that big win against a stunt, that tasty win against Sanderstead, uh, they take on uh, FC 25. Uh, the team who, when they turn up on a Sunday, could beat anyone at times, it seems, mm-hmm. uh, but very, very um, erratic, and they cannot get any momentum going in the league. Uh, their season so far, Quid and United are the home team. Their season is nine games long. Uh, it's They've won four, they've drawn one, and they've lost four, a plus four goal difference recording united 13 points. Um FC25 are one place below cord united in 7th. Um, after nine games they too have won four, drawn one and lost four. I can see why Rogers put this one in now. Uh the goal difference minus 12 the only thing separating the uh separating the lads that's 16 goal swing difference between the two of them. Uh, a 13 point haul for FC25 they reward. Um for not a bad not a bad start to the season for FC twenty five given last season's exploits. They were not very good and they've improved this year. Roger I can as I say, I can see why you've put this one in because there's nothing between the two teams except goal difference. Yep. Um so you can go first on this one.
3: Uh, I might go against the grain here because I'm gonna I'm gonna pick an FC twenty five win. Okay. I, I don't know I think I think Croydon United will be will be, be fly high confident after after that emphatic win yesterday. Yep. I just think it's just the way that that divisions going. and the Croydon United FC 25 and them they're, they're amongst them group of teams that they they'll pick up a fantastic result one week and then 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 have an absolute mare the following week. So I'm going to say an FC 25 win and I'm going to say uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to say I think twenty five. I think Corey United
0: will score. I'll say one, three, to FC. Well. Yeah. Interestingly enough, all the stat, all the statos out there, both teams have conceded exactly the same amount of goals. Thirty one goals in nine games. Putting both of these two teams uh, as the two um, highest uh, teams who what uh, conceded goals out of everyone. So only KFC have conceded more goals than Croydon United and FC 25 at the moment in the league. Uh, But Croydon United have scored 16 goals more than uh, FC 25, who have only scored 19 goals this season, FC 25 in nine games. I say only, that's two goals a game, not too sad. But Croydon United are about four goals a game. Which makes me think I'm going to go for a Croydon United win 4-2. I'm going to go for quid. consistency is the thing that kills these two teams yep. actually. uh so Quidon with a big win uh perhaps doing what quid united do best will go and lose the next game. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to believe I'm going to believe in the boys and go yeah 4-2 my prediction for Quidon united. uh thanks that's the last, this that's the third game this is the last game now uh, before we have a look through the fixtures for sunday the 29th. Of January, the rest of the fixtures: South London Royals against Addiscombe Corinthians. A game I think we looked at uh, last week, uh, yeah. so we'll just have a quick uh, glance again um, at the form for these two teams. South London Royals, the home team, uh, they're in a they're in a good run of form. Uh, taking the cut game out of consideration, that was a tough ask against Spartans. Three two loss for them. Uh, before that, uh, they've won um, one, two, three of their last four, uh, and a draw before that. Uh, at, on the 13th of November was against Addiscombe Corinthians. So, in the last five games, a loss, three wins, and a draw for the South London Royals boys. Uh, their top goal scorers Amari Taylor, seven in eight. Jude Flanagan, six in seven. Tyron Andre Rhodes has five in eight. Dwayne Scott, five in seven. Perry Monkton, four in seven. Daniel Akpo, two in four. Uh, Lee Scott, two in five. Nicholas Dominic Joey, Javier, Barrema, and Mark all with individual notches for South London Royals. They are playing the Addiscombe Corinthians boys first against second. This is Addiscombe Corinthians are second after eleven. They have five wins and three draws to South London Royals six wins and three draws. Uh, three points separating the two teams. South London Royals potentially uh, could stretch that out to. Nine points if they win their games in hand on the team below them. addiscombe Corinthians sees their last few, should I say, a two-all draw against Croydon United um, last week. A 4-1 win against Gold coaching reserves the week before that and a 4-1 win over South London Union. Probably the standout result for addiscombe Corinthians season so far. Um, that's 10 goals for them in three games at Corinthians. Uh, Sam Waller is their top man, 10 in 10. Robert Coppin 9 in 10, Michael Wright 6 in 10. Uh, Robert Mulis has 2 in 9. Uh, Kevin Pointer 2 in 8. Ben Jamie Joseph Joe and Joe, should I say, have individual goals. Well, I don't think much has changed um, on the analysis um no. of this game. Uh what was the well, we, what you we we went 2-1 when I went 3-1 for this last week. Are you sticking with that or are you changing?
3: Yes, I'm going to stick with it. Two all? Yeah, I have to, because if I, if I change and it goes two all, I'll kick myself. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with two
0: all. I'll tell you what, I'll match I'll match you on that one, and I'll go 3-1 for South London Royals again. That's been <laughs> Right, let's have a look. <laughs> let's have a look at all of the fixtures uh, that we have planned for Sunday, the 29th of January. With any luck, the weather uh, is a little bit more kind. To us, uh, next week it's a bit wet. I think I think we're still thawing out for most of the week, but we should uh, we should have some some football played full, full time, not planned. But let's have a look in the Michael Donovan Premier. I think we've spoken about that game. Buzz Jam Selsden should be a good game uh, in Division One. We've spoken about that one. Gold Coaching Woodside in Division Two. Um, there's a few games, but we picked out the top one. Quid United FC Twenty Five right in the middle there of the table. Uh, nothing in it between the two teams. That will be um, a really good game. Uh, Pearly Saint Germain looking to reignite their season against the um, uh, against the uh, unpredictable Fort Heath Rangers. That's another good game. Uh, sanders did Huxley Guards another game in in Division Two. <laughs> Huxley Guards not quite hitting the heights we expected of them, uh, and sanders did with a heavy defeat this weekend. Will be looking uh, to bounce back. Fort Heath Rangers against Pearly is actually a double banker, our first one of the season. Oh, very! we go. <laughs> A double banker. That's a 12-half-10 and a 12-30 kickoff uh, down at John Fisher Sports. That'll be a good game. Uh, yeah. in, the C- in the Senior Cup, uh, Addiscombe Casuals against London Warriors, Surrey Park Rangers against South Sea Wanderers, uh, and Palace, Saint- Palace Saint-Germain Reserves taking on Santola. Three good, sorry, sorry, uh, Senior Cup. Cordon Municipal Surrey Cup games there. Uh, in the Sunday Premier County Cup, uh, that's not a Cordon Municipal team, so we don't need to worry about that. S- uh, the Surrey FA Intermediate Cup, uh, Selsden and Cordon Postal try and get their game played again against Cordon JFC from the Cordon Municipal. Good luck to JFC, unashamedly biased when it comes to um, the teams from the Cordon Municipal in this section. Good like luck, Uh, In the Intermediate Cup, uh, Albo take on Dynamo Duppers. Don't re- don't forget that's a repeat of last year's final. Two yep. teams who with well Albo are on the way back up again, but Dynamo Duppers sadly not repeating their form uh, from last season. This is a good opportunity for them to get going again. Goal coaching seconds take on Addington United. Addington have had a torrid season. Perhaps a step down in opposition level. Uh, in goal coaching seconds will be more comfortable for them this week, let's see um, it may be a cup set on the cards should goal coaching get the result KFC against South London Union puts together two um, Division two teams, South London Union at the top of the table and KFC very much not at the top of Division two, that could be a tough day for KFC, uh, we've spoken about South London Royals against Addiscon um, Addis Corinthians, I incorrectly I think have said that that's a league game that's a cup game, so all the league form does not matter. Um, but psychologically, uh, that's a great game for future fixtures. Uh, and Spartans, Quaid Municipal. I think this is a Plumstead cup game. They take on Crayford Arrows from uh, from That will be a very tough, a very tough game. Crayford Arrows are a top side. Rog, Ooh. are you going to go and get? You're going to go and watch any of these ones on Sunday?
3: I am working, but I'm hoping to sneak away and get down to the Pearly Way and watch um, a couple of games. There's what Boss Jam are there, Gold Coaching, um, Croydon United. Uh, there's a, quite a few games there, so yeah, I'm hoping to sneak away from work and and catch catch a, a, a glimpse of a few games.
0: Enjoy yourself, mate, and I'll speak to you next week.
3: Nice one, thanks, Andrew.
0: So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Graham, Gibbs and Roger for their help this week. Looking at the Southern Sunday, the OBD, SFL, Westfer, and the Coyle Municipal. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Matchark, Magpie Recruitment, Baldwin Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, at NJPGD and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show, and I'll see you next week.
1: Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHawk. Playing football could
0: never be easier. Download MatchHawk on Google Play or visit our website at MatchHawk.com. Truly a great match, MatchHawk.